Uh, hello, welcome to Age of Sigmar Mondays, the Age of Sigmar show, which is kind of like the others, but not the same, because, well... What others? <laughs> do you do other shows? No, no, I mean other people's shows. Who does other shows? No, oh god. Uh, hello, I'm Jackson, thanks for subscribing. Uh, thanks everyone for joining us live on Twitch. If you're watching this back on YouTube and you're one of the thugs... Uh, big shout out and respect to you. If you are one of the podcast Hydro Homies, thanks for staying hydrated. But if you're one of the Twitch chat, you know you've got that. Like, I'm not saying, if you like, you got a kid. I'm not saying they're my favourite kid, but, like, they're the one who are getting the, the college tuition or the uni money or whatever it is. You, you get them nowadays. I'm not sure what you get them. According to one of our YouTube thugs, you get them a gun. That fucking mentalist. Uh, that came what? up. What? <laughs> That a gun. It's guns. It's guns, Nathan. Yeah, guns. Nice. Um, yeah. I'm joined today by Nathan Prescott. Hello, Nathan. Hello, hello. Good evening. How are you doing? Very good. Thank you so much. I missed you last week yeah. when we went through bone splitters. Uh, and Mr. James Powell returns from his speculative, tri speculative trip. Uh, he was working out whether or not we could uh, turn the Honest Wargamer into an NFT, uh, but it turns out we're not even worth a Bitcoin. Is that right, James? As an NFT or as a Bitcoin? Are we doing... We're... Could you... Just quickly for me, thank you, by the way, to Pete Pratt for resubscribing. Uh, big love to you. Uh, can you just subscribe, describe to Nathan really quickly an NFT? Yeah, I've got no idea what you guys are talking about. Oh, hold on, James. For some reason, we can't hear you. What? Try oh. talking again. Hello? Hello, hello, hello. We can hello? hear him, yeah. It's just those guys need to turn their machines on properly. Oh, it's because he's got fucking... Uh, never mind. Sorry, James, you're back. Uh, hey, James, could you describe what an NFT is to Nathan? Uh, an NFT is basically uh, a digital footprint of something online. Oh, right. Nathan, how do you feel about that? A digital footprint of something online. <laughs> yeah, so you can sell a tweet. Would you like to sell you a tweet? You can sell a tweet. We could sell your first tweet, Nathan. Yeah, Nathan Prescott's <laughs> sure. first tweet. Who would like to buy Nathan Prescott's first tweet? No, and but what... how do I sell my footprint? You can't... No, no, we're going to sell your first tweet as your Yeah, footprint. your first tweet you is you your footprint. you have to take a plaster cast of it? No, it's not. There's no physical. It's just, it's a picture of your first tweet. So is... it's like when they sell their used underwear, but it's tweets. But it's tweets. Yeah. Yes. Correct it. Same thing. Yeah, same thing. Fair uh, enough. No one in the chat wants to buy it. Okay. No one wants to buy Nathan's tweet. No. I'll buy it for a quid. I'll buy it for one. On the com... You can go and look at it for free. It's on the computer No, machine. but yeah, so yeah, everyone can look at it, it, but then someone would own it. So someone would be like, oh, have you seen Nathan Prescott's first tweet? And then some other guy would be like, because it's only guys. Uh, another guy would be like, I own that. <laughs> My favourite description of what it would be is Owens of, is it like a picture of a list? Because I hate those. Yeah. You could own a list. I'm now going to go to every event with a picture of my list in case I play over. Yeah, you could own a list. How does that feel? I've decided... A list. Annoying Owens. Oh. A list of what? 
Oh, one of those. No, but uh, my first tweet would have been a. If it was a list, it would have been an eighth ad list. But, but it wasn't a list. Might, some people might want to. Okay. I'm sure. It doesn't matter. Because we didn't post lists for eighth edition online for some no, reason. No, we didn't post anything. Royal Mail was terrible. We just sent them to each other in WhatsApp. Did WhatsApp exist? No, in eighth edition, there was a forum and you talked about them. That That's was true. It. That's true. Who owns the forum? Let's own that. The, the Warhammer Forum, whatever it was called. It was just called the Warhammer Forum or something like that. I My... think it was. Probably. Yeah. People got inventive there. Yeah. <laughs> Someone probably still owns that, though, and Games Workshop haven't been clever enough to buy it. <laughs> That's very true. Uh, so it's nice to have you back, James, because we really don't get this when you're not here. So thanks. <laughs> <laughs> just here to cause the drama. <laughs> That's not Warhammer related. <laughs> All of that. That's that's what I'm about these yeah, days. Thanks everyone. Uh, thanks everyone for being here live, especially uh, one of my favourite um, YouTube content creators, Age of Something, in the chat. If you haven't checked out Age of Something, uh, please do go check him out and his content. It's great. Even Nathan Prescott is a fan. Correct, Nathan? Yeah, he does cool videos. Clip that. I bet he's going over. He's like, I'm going to clip the fuck out of that. <laughs> that's <laughs> That'll just be his ad now. <laughs> oh, is he going to uh, buy it? His yeah, what? His NFBTW. He's not going to. You can't. Yeah, I don't one. think you can buy. Can, can you? Oh, it doesn't matter. We're not going down this rabbit hole. <laughs> Thanks to Maurizio uh, for subscribing. Just take now, a plastic cast to be fine. <laughs> so I'm going to catch up with my co hosts and see how they are for the subject of the show. Uh, if you guys are interested, we're going to talk about the news. Uh, and then because there aren't any new books out, and I can't be asked to cover old ground, especially as new books are going to be irrelevant, etc. Like, or no, old books are going to be irrelevant. Like, it just can't be asked. Uh, we're going to just ask Nathan how all of his... What up, Matthew? Big love to you. We're going to ask uh, Mr. Nathan Prescott uh, about his battle reports. He was at a tournament recently, as was James. Were you not, James? Am I got that wrong? No, yeah, I've got that wrong. You weren't at an event. I thought you were. No, like, you ever... no event. I was huh. at a wedding. That's like an event. Uh, yeah, it's probably there was probably as much drinking. Someone brought two bottles of tequila and walked around the venue with them. Where was that? <laughs> uh, it was in a pub. Oh, nice. It's lovely. Just walked around the venue with them. Okay, lovely. Well, so yeah, we're going to have some Nathan Prescott battle reps because Nathan Prescott um, has taken the, uh, according to the stats, uh, let's do it, boys. Let's go to the stats page. Hold on. Stats? Yeah, we've got stats now. Uh, I know you've been gone a while. We get serious in the two weeks, me and Nathan Murrell. Uh We tried hard, basically. Uh, can we show okay. the stats? Stats aren't working. Oh, oh there we go. Uh, you'll see that the Gloomspite gets the second worst performing army in Age of Sigma. 30% win rate. Uh, and so Nathan tried to buck that trend. Uh, this is for anyone who's new and hasn't listened to the show before and doesn't know Nathan only plays his army. Yeah, so we'll just we're fucking conning you. Uh, Nathan decided to take on the challenge of the underperforming army and see what things he gleaned and learned from his experiences um, is what we're here. Uh, so like that's what today's show is about. And in no way is it just me wanting to hear Nathan tell about his stories at all. Uh, so this is valuable content worth listening to. Please do proceed to do so. Uh, that's what we're doing. We'll go backwards, though. Before we get into the news, James, how are you? What's going on? Yeah, super well. Super good. Um, I haven't really done any hobby. I have no hobby stories, I don't think, to give. Um, I've been on holiday. I went to Disneyland. Then I went to the middle of nowhere in Cornwall, um, which was a place called Helford. 
which is on a river, which is also called the Helford. Did that. Um, went to a wedding. And that was like two weeks of my life. Don't feel like I've stopped. Uh, and now I'm back. Okay. All right. Nice. Are you back ready to play some Age of Sigmar? Or back pretty excited about starting the Honest Wargamers Marvel Crisis Protocol show? Which one? Oh, uh, yeah. I'm, I, well, I'm doing both. I ordered 100 quid's worth of Marvel Crisis Protocol stuff today because I could have ordered £100 worth of Stormcast models, but they're never coming. Oh, okay. So we'll talk about that in the new section. Were you, were you, are you, was that £100 earmarked for some Storm Drake Guard? Yeah. Uh, well, it was earmarked for some Stormcast. I'll, I'll talk about it when we get to the news. Okay. All right. Excellent. Nathan Prescott, just ca- catch us up. You were here last week. Uh, how no. have you been? Uh, what have you been up to? I've been good. I've been doing loads of the Warhammers on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just keeping busy in, in between time. Changing my list as fast as I can. Because <laughs> the first list took a long time to play. Isn't, isn't that just you? <laughs> well, no, no, you finished the, the game on Saturday so fast. On Saturday, I finished I finished games before Rob did. And he was playing Iron Jaws versus bloody flesh eater courts. So and they were just bashing each other, but I finished first. Yeah, yeah, he's right. He's right. So yeah, he's so really yeah. Great. It was the list I've decided. I was a bit worried that it might be me, but you know, it turns out it was the list. I reckon. But the the so the list I took to Bobo had like a hundred goblins and loads of weird little buff pieces. So I, like each unit of goblins, if they were all fighting, was hundred and fifty, hundred and sixty attacks. Did, um, can I, can I ask you a question? Time. No, no, I'm not. No, I'm and, sorry. No, can I ask what? a question? Yeah, yeah. Did you feel it was necessary to charge things like Spiker in, who's got one attack, fours and fours, damage yeah. D3? Did you feel that that I, was necessary for everyone's time? Yes. If you've got the dudes on the board and they don't get into a fight, then what's the point? That's a good point. It's what? Agreed. I mean, I agree. I just seems, seems valid. Yeah, right? it's valid. I'm not point? sure Spike is a fighter. Yeah, Spike a fighter. A lover. Yeah, Spike. Spike is all right in a fight. He, I don't think he did much. Scaremonger. More of a lover though, right? He, he, right mm, yeah, we can. Why not? Why don't you just combine the two? A fighter and a lover, maybe even at the same oh. time. Yeah. Okay. Can. can we just? Fight for Flage, <laughs> so you know, can we just again read out? So Spike is all right in a fight. You're saying. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I will read his attack profile. His like... Yeah. Okay. Two, two <laughs> inch range with his Scorp Scorpius Squig sticker. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, James, nice. how many attacks I've do you think it is? Uh, he's and he, we're saying he's all right in a all fight. right in a fight. Four. One. One. But okay. if okay. you snuffle him and yeah. he stood near near some spore splatters, then he could have three. <laughs> <laughs> How much are snufflers and also spore splatters to add on as buff pieces? Uh, 200. <laughs> I like the idea of like a 500 point <laughs> spiker <laughs> with three attacks. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. So how many on. points what do I need on. to add on to, to spiker to make him have three attacks? Uh, a couple hundred points. Okay. All right, fine. Nice. He hits on a four. Yeah, well, you could yep. give him all out attack, obviously, so threes. It's on a and, three. And the light of the moon is re-rolling ones, so three re-rolling ones. Three re-rolling ones? 
Swing at you. True. Yeah, I like the fact this is our strategy. <laughs> what are you going to do? Get Spiker in. Spiker in. He did. Uh, I had mo- to commentate on the game, James. At Bobo. I was like, he's charged Spiker in. I was like, oh my God. I bet he's good in a... Hits on a four. But hits on a three. Rerolling one. Sorry. Under the moon. Wounds, yeah, on, a, wounds on a four. But well, you can uh, you can also... Um... Best day. Yeah. No. Oh, no. He can't do it. He's not a hero. He can't do best day ever. <laughs> But if you go for the triumph, you can give him plus one to wound. Okay, so okay. so we're now doing a triumph and a command point. Yeah, yeah. No rend. Yeah, but if if he does his no what's roll on himself, he can re-roll ones to wound. Because he's got his own no what's roll. So he'd be threes and threes re-rolling ones to hit and wound. Okay, yeah. Three no, attacks, yeah, yeah. No, no, no rend. No, but if you use the Moonface Momot, dude... Effectively, he's got Ren one, and then you also use Shrewmancer, the other guy that you have to take if you take Spiker anyway. Yeah. So it's basically for free. And he casts uh, a Fungoid Cloud on the you the target unit. He's basically Ren two. So he's got three attacks, three three rolling ones, three three rolling runs at Ren two, and use the because you've used all out attack. Oh no, you can't do that. Never mind. What you do, instead of using all our attack on him, you get one of those new Trogoth things. Yeah, the Dobby the Trogoth. Boot Trogoth. Yeah, yeah. 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 Dobby. So that he gets plus one to hit because he hears the music from that. And then you can lose, use the Loon Boss command on him. I'm the boss now, stab him good. And then it means any sixes to wound are mortal wounds in addition to the damage, which is D3, is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so he's great. So, and he's only like 30 points or something. <laughs> he's not only 30 points. <laughs> How many points got put into that <laughs> My boot tro- a slog boss, whatever the hell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> snufflers, uh, force butter, a CP. Um, <laughs> a triumph. A triumph. Yeah. Uh, wow. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. Okay. If it's the first turn. You could double snuffle him and hope that when you roll the 2d6, you don't roll very high. And he's also got a five-up ward save. So he might survive being double snuffled. So four attacks? Yeah. Uh, When you get double double snuffled, you take 2d6 mortal wounds. Okay. So he's he's only got four wounds. So you've got to roll less than four or you roll really good on the five-up ward save. Or you can just kill him. Yeah, this is. Can you, do you remember? In I want you to do this. I want you to go to an event, and I want this to happen. Yeah, the dreaded double snuffle. Um, the question I must follow up with is: in the game that we were doing coverage of, do you remember who you charged Spiker into? And was he didn't have all of those buffs. Do you remember? No, he didn't. Was it Nagash? It was Nagash. Yes. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Did he win? <laughs> no, he didn't win. No, he didn't win, James. Did he get? Ha- but he couldn't get handed dusted because he's not a hero, right? Yeah, no, he he avoided that by being stabbed by oh, a big nice, sword. Nice <laughs> okay, excellent. Didn't get turned to dust though, did he? No, uh, no, he just got cut off. I can't wait to turn that into uh, one of them YouTube shorts. Uh, I don't know if that's short enough, but it will do. Um, well, okay, a, uh, Spiker review. What are they called? Rundown. Faction, yeah, that's the Spiker so. rundown done. Yeah, we've nailed it. Um, right, okay. 
We've got more of this coming up. Me and James are going to take you on a journey of uh, Nathan Prescott stuff. Before we do that, we're going to go through the news. Uh, We're talking about the news uh, because there's been some hot gossip. So we'll talk about it now. Uh, There's some stuff going on pre-order. We'll talk about that in a minute. But before that, uh, we've seen a new model today in Warcry. That game that James was going to play. James, just a quick update. How's it going? Uh, well, I, I, I won't lie. haven't played a huge amount because okay. uh, I haven't really played a huge amount of anything. But I actually think Warcry is still probably one of the best games that games that you've never played. No, I played, I've played quite a lot. OK. All right. Um, um, I do think I think like it's more have a chill, have a beer, have like six people playing. It's really good. OK. Um, but it's a it's a great game and you can have a laugh. Um, and as long as you play the boxed Warcry Battalions, um, it's fairly balanced. Uh, if you add in Age of Sigmar units, I haven't seen the new rules for them, but it's rubbish. <laughs> so don't do that. <laughs> okay. Shit. Uh, apparently, everyone in the chat says Warcry is great. All right. Well, I apologize. Uh, and also great to see Stabgrot Plus in the chat and the Khan. Uh, yes, Meatballs, Gitly, uh, just all great people. Zandrek, I see you all. Uh, right, so uh, they've they've announced a new character. Meet the Broodmaster. Frankly, you wouldn't want to meet him on a dark night on your own. Uh, you may have spotted a few clues to the Broodmaster's identity in the video. Now, I didn't make. No, I didn't. I didn't. Later on, after the show, can we congratulate me for not making that joke? Because I did so well there. Please, what were you going to say, James? What are you going to say? I was just going to say, it's rude of Games Workshop to presume I wouldn't want to meet the Broodmaster on a dark night. I know, right? Who am I, a lady? And who is that, a policeman? I don't know. Uh, (laughs) 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 Who's the Eightfold Watcher? But who is the Eightfold Watcher? Uh, And what are they watching? Uh, our mandibles are sealed for now, but let's take a closer look at this creepy new fighter, right? Um, now, there's the image of him on the screen, and uh, James, I'm going to uh, jump off with you. What do you think? Um, it's cool. Like, it's a cool model. It, it's it got, like, I think, like, so, as Warcry's terrible, Rob, apparently. Uh, <laughs> um, like... Because they only make, like, ten models a team or whatever. They always look really good. Um, So I think, like, for me, they're always kind of animated. There's always a lot of movement to them, and I think it fits all of that. It looks really cool. I'm not sure I'd hide by it. Like, I'm not sure it's my taste. Um, But it's cool. And, like, so you can do weird Warcry things where um, you, like, hire a monster. A bit like Necro. So you hire like a monster, or you hire um, like like I don't know what you call them, like a mercenary, I guess. So it'll be interesting. I haven't, I haven't read, read any of the stuff. I just, just looked pictures. pictures. Um, but, but I'm guessing, guessing it'll fit one of those bills. bills. Um, and, and I think, I think we'll, we'll probably see it appear loads conversions because people are going to love it. So yeah, it's cool. Okay, we now got double audio. James, talk again. Hello. I I sorry everyone. Earlier, I don't doesn't matter i don't understand why the audio is doing what it's doing um but we can blame my upgrade to windows i think we're actually going to uh upgrade because it wasn't working it doesn't matter it doesn't matter listen i like the latest model from into the spider-verse 2 
yeah, that we're seeing here. This is a really yep. exciting. But he looks almost spider-like. But as being pointed out in the chat, he only has six appendages as opposed to eight appendages, right? Which is yep. an eight. I mean, some people might not, might not be bothered by that. Um, but it's been under a cup. <laughs> He might have been. Lost two. Maybe this is why. He's, maybe he has to give up two legs to join Chaos. Nathan, what do you think of the model? <clears throat> yeah, it looks fine for. A, I mean, obviously, uh, I've got spider riders and stuff like that. So a little bit sad that they're nicking my spiders to put them in the chaos chaoses. I want some spider love, but yeah, looks alright. A spider. Uh, it's not very like it's got spidery head and stuff. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You right. said that the the Gits chat, um, can't... they were yeah, they were a bit sad that they were hoping that Ace. We had seen some of the, uh, what did they do? Those things where they show little bits of stuff, uh, like a little teaser thing. Yes. Yeah, we'd seen a few of those and like hints towards spidery stuff, so we were kind of hoping that we were going to get like a spider boss or something. But uh, now it's obvious that it's it's going to be chaos spiders instead of uh, destruction spiders. So. Okay. So cuck spiders. Basically. Cuck spiders. <laughs> I don't know if you can say that, but okay. Um... Uh, no, not that sort of cuck. Different type. Of oh, cuck. sorry, Zimbabwean cuck. Yeah. Different word. Yeah. yeah. Different word. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but so not an arachna take cuck. It the other way. No. no. <laughs> Walking on eggshells on this show. Uh, I mean, it could be taken that way if you really want. They are chaos. They, they are but, chaos. It could be. Uh, right. So uh, he's a chaos dude, and we might see more. I mean, some of the best models coming out for Age of Sigma. I mean, they're all been pretty sweet. Let's be real. Uh, but a lot of those chaos models have been pretty fantastic. Uh, what you would say for Warcry, a lot of the war bands and stuff, I've loved. I don't know what you guys think. Oh, yeah, they've been very pretty. I've been tempted by some of those uh, things. Uh, James, can I just get a quick audio check from you? Just real quick. Hello? Testing, testing, one, two, three. No, it doesn't work. It hello, doesn't hello, work hello. if you talk as well, Nathan. I'm <laughs> testing to see if James comes on the same line. No, none of that's good for the podcast. The Both of you stop <laughs> what you're doing. Sorry, chat. Sorry. Sorry, chat. Okay, we've got a headset on him. It's taken four years. Uh, by the way, everyone, uh, another piece of news before I move on with the news is it's the Honest Wargamer's fourth birthday on Thursday. That's right. It's our fourth birthday, so we'll be having some special birthday shows. Uh, so I guess this is our birthday show. I'll probably we'll do it on Monday. Uh, but congratulations, Nathan, James, Dan, and the rest of the Honest Wargamer crew, Speckles, everyone, uh, Jonathan, all the guys who's helped on a Monday. Thanks for getting us here. It's pretty exciting, right? Four years. Yeah. yeah, and we almost got audio working. James, how do you feel? <laughs> it's got it. <laughs> For God's sakes, why did you get <laughs> fucking Windows 11? Right, okay, so the other bit of news uh, that came out this week, four more years, four more... Yes, you can hear him. <laughs> He's not muted. James, talk. Oh, wait, hold on. James, talk. What the fuck, man? Talk again. I'm just going to turn your audio on and then turn Nathan's off. Right, James, say hi. Say more than hello. How's your day? Hello. Excellent. Hello. All right. And then Nathan, you. Oh, my God. You're such a prick. 
You're such a prick. <laughs> okay. Hi, uh, hello, how's it going? <sighs> I like how, like, this works all through the week. <laughs> Every show. Did a show with Owen. Zero fucking problems. But then you, James, you have to upgrade to Windows 11 and fuck us. Right? I can take this off now. I've got hot. Uh, okay. Got a weird start, Marty. <laughs> you are? Yeah, it's got a weird star bar. bar. Alright, so we're back. Um we're also seen in the preview. Um I like how the bet rap is even started yet. Oh fucking I know about it. Right, okay. So just quickly on pre order this weekend, some news uh just to quickly fly through. We've got big man himself. Uh Bastion is on pre order, the big god dude himself. Oh no, I've got the wrong goddamn uh but that's him. He's sexy. He is sexy. Let's be honest. He's super sexy. Uh, remind me really quickly of a story. Nathan, you were in a movie with Morgan Freeman. Correct or not correct? Yeah, Morgan Freeman and Daniel Craig. I don't know how many movies they've done together, but I was in one of them with them. Two lads. Correct. Did no one else know that? James, yeah. did you know that story? No. What film? Uh, what film? Nathan, what film? That's called The Power of One. Okay. Yeah. Okay, excellent. I'll look out for it. <laughs> oh, it was done a long time ago. You've missed it now. <laughs> I'll find it. It'll be on Netflix somewhere. About 92, I think. Something like that. Uh, right, so, uh, listen. The, the, so the, We've seen some miniatures coming out. So, Big Man himself, Nyra Lichter. Uh, the Vanquishers are coming Rubbish. out, but no one cares about that. The Vigilers are coming out, but people do care about that. Um, and then also the Praetors, which people are quite excited about because they've got the bodyguard rule. Uh, some more Annihilators with big hammers uh, and also uh, the multi-part Vindicator kit, which is exciting. And we have heard uh, that the Dracothian, both the two big dragons and also most importantly, the Stormdrake Guard are inbound in December. Uh, so... Uh, pretty excited about that. Uh, James, you were excited about the dragons, yes? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to buy some. I don't know how many I'm going to buy, but I'm going to buy some. What's uh, coming in December? Sorry, The, the dragons. dragons. Well, all of them, or just those but two? All of it. All of it. Oh, oh, they said all yeah, of it. Yeah, they said all of it. They've clarified. Oh. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think so. I've been most looking forward to uh, Bastion Cathalos, or whatever his surname mm -hmm. is. Um, so I'm excited. He will be here soon. Do you think that this is Games Workshop's war on Christmas? Is my question. Are they trying to ruin Christmas <laughs> for all of us? Because, like, why? Well, I mean, let's think about it. Like, we we entered 2021 not really sure about like what's happening in the pandemic and all the other stuff. And like, slowly we've started to kind of come out of it, but not really. Like, if you actually read the news and other stuff, but like, I mean, who cares, right? Like, let's not really mention that. Um, just just news. news. It's just the world around us. Uh, so there's all that going on. Um, and we were looking at 2022 and thinking, do you know what? Maybe life will be good. Is this them trying to ruin 2022? Or make us all happy because we'll all be playing dragons? Nathan, what do you think? Yeah, it's... Uh, what do they say? Dragons for life, not just for Christmas and all of that. But no, it's cuck. <laughs> uh, it's rubbish. <laughs> I've just realised I've used that word far too much and it's got another meaning. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to getting my head kicked in with loads of dragons, but I guess it'll happen. Mm. 
just for people at home who might be unsure, uh, Nathan's using the word cuck, which, because he's from Zimbabwe, means rubbish. <laughs> uh, but it could also be uh, for when uh, Nathan sleeps with your wife with your consent. Uh, one of those two. And when he's describing something in the upcoming battle report, you won't quite know which one of those two he means. <laughs> which will make it... That makes yeah, it better. <laughs> that does make it better. <laughs> like, oh, has he? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, also, the Manscaped Bolt Boys are coming out, which is exciting, and also the multi-part uh, Hobgrot Slitters. Um, one of the things I think maybe has taken a few people aback is that it's £9 per uh, Manscaped Bolt Boy, which is uh, fairly expensive. And they're not that expensive on eBay because, I don't know if you know, there's a lot of local uh, gaming stores that still have their copies of Dominion, uh, which uh, uh, they're pretty desperate to get rid of, I think. James? I think even Games Workshop still have copies of Dominion left. And I mean, you'd be mad to pay that when your LGS has them, but just still not. Yes, agreed. Uh, I agree with you uh, completely. Uh, okay, uh, so that's the news. So we have heard that the dragons are coming out. Twitch out, how do you feel about the dragons coming out? Um, I think it's good news, ultimately, that the dragons are coming out finally for, for people that want them. Um, or some people that don't want them in the game. We did actually see, James, you probably didn't, and Nathan, I doubt either of you watched Age of Sigmar Stat Center show today, but if you do go back, you can listen. Uh, we did, of our um, four two-day events that occurred this weekend, two of them uh, were won by Stormcast, heavily featuring Dracoths. Uh, we had 16 Dracoth riders uh, winning an event at the Warhammer World event, and we had um, two units of two Dracoth riders uh, in conjunction with a unit of six, um, a long strike, raptor, crossbows, uh, and then a unit of three, uh, take out um, the uh, Warhammer, uh, the London Open event. Uh, so Dracos uh, claiming two different victories uh, this weekend. So this is before the Dragons. You guys uh, got any thoughts on that, James? Any thoughts? Uh, I, Dracos have always been good. Like, they were just dumb pointed, I think, at the <laughs> end. Um, but when we did some Warhammer in my garden, I think I took four in a unit just for a laugh. Um, and they like just janked a Bastilladon off the board without even trying. I don't think the Drakoffs even got to fight. Um, so I think like they've always been pretty good. Oh no, James. They've gone James, down. I've in... lost you again. Oh no, no, I've got you. No, keep going. Sorry. They've gone down yeah. in points, I think, off the top of my head. They've gone up in health. They've been made better. Um, so I think like. Uh, and also, they're out. So if people like them the first time round, they've been around a long time. So people probably own two or four. Like, I own four. Um, so I could easily just go pick them off a shelf. They're already painted. I can take a new book to a new event, which I think is always one of the benefits um, when you have, like, an army with older models. Like, when the Seraphon book came out, no one could really play that. But, you know, like when the Skaven book came out a couple of years ago, most people that played Skaven for years had every model they wanted and they just picked and choose and put them mm -hmm, on a table. Mm -hmm. um, so I think Stormcast will probably start to find their feet that way. And Dracos being good um, makes that. It's nice to finally see them as a choice of battle line, considering they had their own book at one point. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're pretty cool. Okay. All right, Nate, you got any thoughts on it all? Oh, on the dragons coming. I, I mean, obviously, they've been uh, something that people have been talking about. A big, in... meme. A big meme. Yeah. And, uh, well, it's going to be cool to see them, really, and to see exactly what it does. 
I mean, we've got a pretty good idea what it does because uh, people can roll the dice and sort of uh, proxied it with other stuff and done a few little scenarios in their ads. So, uh, yeah, it's it'll probably be brutal, but yeah, it's just going to be interesting to see. It'll be good to see them on the table. They look all right, don't they? So. Is that all the Dracoths out of stuff? It is, James, correct. Even though you said it'd be nice to see them on the table, they're all currently sold out. But in no way... Oh, I wonder why. I won't see. This is the point. No oh. one ever talks about it, do they? Like, there's no way that for some reason the Dracoths are sold out because they're good. But for some reason in stock, loads of prosecutors with Stormcall Javelins. Loads of them. Uh, ah, they're pretty. They are pretty. So rubbish. <laughs> Those Palidors, though. Oh, oh, no. No, they're not sold out either. Uh, but I just thought... I don't know if they're sold out all over, but in the UK at least... Uh, the Dracoth riders are sold out. And as someone who's currently stat on 10, I feel the NFT of my Dracoth riders going through the roof. Is that right, James? Did I do that right? Yeah. Oh, nice. Excellent. Okay, good. Uh, cool. <laughs> uh, right, so, um, uh, yeah, that's the news. Dracoths are kicking ass all around the world. Um, and uh, we might see more of them and dragons on the way. So that's pretty exciting. Okay, uh, I've got a bit of... I've played some Warhammer this weekend. It was fun. It's fun. On, on Saturday, mm. I played a game with Iron Jaws, and uh, they're way too strong. They're way too strong. Uh, I'm just going to say it right now. <laughs> I don't understand how three pigs are 150. Are they 150 for three pigs? Something like that, you're, yeah. It's crazy. You're out of your fucking damn mind, is what I'm going to say. At your damn mind. With the war chant buff, you're at your damn mind. I was like, Wow. Like, unbelievable. So good. Yeah. Um, uh, like, anyway, I had a great time. The more Crusher, that motherfucker is... Holy <laughs> bananas. If you just... He's always been pretty good, though. Yeah, but, like, I've never done... Yeah. I've never done, like, Viagra, but that's what it felt like. I was like, wow. I felt so powerful in that moment. Like honestly, I felt like like whoever those like whoever those guys are who've got like real like um uh what's the word like low self esteem issues and they they make up for it by going to Starbucks with an assault rifle on their back. Those guys, yep. or the guys that have cars that make that bang sound when they drive around, whatever yep. that is. Speckled. That's what I felt like. I felt like one of those dudes for a day. I felt like a legend. Uh, is how I felt. Uh, but it was oh, it was good. Oh, it was good. Uh, so that's and I, I played a lovely guy called Dave uh, with his fresh sheet of courts, and uh, I charged all of his dudes, and then he charged my dudes, and my dudes were way better at beating up his dudes than my dudes, and that's fresh sheet of courts. Imagine it was amazing. I had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Iron Jaws have always been fun to play. They just run in and rip the heart out of stuff, but yeah, people gen tend. To tended to screen stuff out but there's less screening these days isn't there so yeah they can really get into the soft stuff super quick and have a great time uh, yeah so good uh it was a great game and i had a really mm. good time uh dave sounds like a made-up name he was there promise real real good person uh right okay let's talk about the uh let's talk about nathan prescott's battle report which is what the real subject of the show is uh me and james are along for this wild ride nathan you have two tournament reports to fill us in on uh, which is pretty exciting. So let's get started. Two weeks ago, two weeks ago at Bobo, 
What uh, list did you take? Uh, Bobo. Yeah. Uh, so Bobo, I took, uh, like I said, 100 goblins. So two blocks of 40 and a 20. Scragroth the Loon King. And then loads of stuff to buff the Such goblins, as. really. And loads of wizards. I can't remember. It was a long it's time too easy, ago. Nathan. You played it for five games. Yeah, but then I played a different... I changed the list immediately after that weekend. And now I've got the other list stuck in my head. Okay, right. So I had Scragrot. And then I had a couple of Fungoids, a Madcap, two Loon Bosses. So that'll do for Heroes. Then I also had the whole Gobapalooza. And then I had some sports. One second before we, you tell me. Uh, James, I'd like to play. Nathan, how many members of the Gobapalooza are there? Five. Five. James, try to guess three. <laughs> okay. Spiker. Spiker, yes. Brugge. Nailed it. Ooh. Oh, no. Ooh. Twitch chat play at home. Don't help him, though. Don't write in the chat because he'll look. Spiker, Brugge. Shroomancer. Nailed it. Do you yeah. reckon you've got two more in you? No. <laughs> <laughs> isn't, there, isn't there another one of the same? Wasn't there two of one of them? No. I don't think there is. No. Nathan, give us the five. Give us the rundown like it's Christmas and we're doing the reindeer. Well, well obviously, so he's missed out uh, Scaremonger, who's the cavalry guy. He's got Cavalry? And so, yeah, Shroomancer and... Yeah, so I had two cavalry. I had Shumansa and uh, Scaremonger. They're cavalry. Yeah. And then uh, then you've got the good old Bogolai. He's a classic. Uh, how did I forget Bogolai? He's my favourite. Yeah. <laughs> Scoremonger. That's correct. Scaremonger became Scoremonger in that particular game. Uh, all right, okay. So you had the Gobapalooza. You had some... What else did you have? Uh, so, yeah, and then uh, two units of Sneaky Snufflers. Uh, some spores bladder fanatics and then like the big the two forties of stabbers and twenty shooters. Twenty shooters, okay. Yeah, and it just took ages. Once stuff got in combat, it was just like picking up buckets of dice and rolling them out. And they did alright in combat. Uh I think everybody could have seen the the screen the stream screen on the first game where I played against Nagash and all the Blood Knights. And I uh, didn't really commit into Nagash when I should have. And so, yeah, I came a cropper there. I think it was, I think I got managed to get, I don't know, six or seven points out of that game. To A quick question, if you don't mind. To, uh, whatever. What event yeah. was it? What event were you at? I was at Bobo. Mm-hmm. The tequila. Where? <laughs> and where is Bobo and what did you think of the venue? Bobo is in your hearts. It's true. And James, uh, you're the November Bobo. The I am at November oh, Bobo. Shit's kicking off. Yeah. Shit's kicking off. It's the same place as that. So it's at the um Yeah. Plymouth Troll Slayers knows about tequila. The um it's at the Nottingham University, University of Nottingham. What did yeah. you think of the venue? Come on, tournament report, let's go. It's, it's uh got fancy looking light bulbs there like triangle things that go around like big tubes of light that are bent into triangles <laughs> and they're not on all the time <laughs> sometimes they just turn off i forgot how good nathan battle reports were 
the thing is, is about the questions you ask. I gotta, I gotta say, you gotta ask because uh, mm. you don't yeah. know what details he's picked up on. They were weird looking lights. I won't lie. Mm. Um, and there was um, where where Rob does the streaming. There's like a arena seating, so you could have loads of people sitting there not seeing the board. Cheering, <laughs> cheering, yeah, you could see the board, board a bit. <laughs> yeah, you could. What you should do is have have it on a screen the other side. So they can look at the players, but then also see the board just the other side. Okay. Of them. They could all cheer you on, Nath. Yeah, they could. Well, I doubt I'd be there for very long, especially, well, for a long time when I got there, because it took forever. Wherever I was, it took a long time. But yeah, once I got off of there, I wouldn't get back. <laughs> so you play Christian <laughs> with the Soul Black Grave Lords round one. Yeah, that's right. And then this is where I lost you. I didn't see you for the rest of the weekend. What happened in game two? Ah, uh, so then game two, I went and played against some flesh eater courts and made a blunder with my loon shrine. I thought I'd had it three inches back so I could screen it out, but no, I wasn't. And so a terror geist came flying over and ate my loon shrine. <gasps> Did it taste so, good? Uh, he seemed happy until I stabbed him. <laughs> so he died, but he took the loon shrine. So I was uh, sort of on the back foot. And then um, uh, I did have trouble finishing games. I think I would have probably finished stronger, but it was fairly even when when we got called time, about turn three, I think. So, yeah, so I think it ended up he had a minor win by – because it was like – because this was differential Bobo scoring. So he had one tournament point more than me. So I think it would have been an 11 11 Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Did you end up killing it? To you, you won that one. I, th- I think, yeah, at that point, I had more of my stuff on the board. He had just had ghouls left. I'd killed all of... So I had a zombie dragon and two terror geists, um, and they were all dead. So it was just ghouls left after just that. fucking ghouls. So, How do you feel yeah. about ghouls? Yeah. They're just easy to kill little dudes that run around dying. They're dead anyway. Really. James is okay. like sorry. In inside or outside are they dead? Just all the way through. All the way. Sorry, okay. Nathan. Just from the inside. I know you're, li- to I know the you're a little bit older than me, so I'll just I'll just reestablish because what James is asking. So basically, sometime after the eighties, men discovered we had feelings. So when James means the inside, he means like are they? He means feelings. Have they got feelings? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they've got very strong feelings. What are they? What about? Like that they're out having a picnic. <laughs> nice. That's good for them, though, right? Because it's always yeah. nice to have a picnic. Because if you're going to have feelings, you might as well have about food. So picnics, you... picnic time. That's the sort of food they're after is picnic food. Picnic food. Yeah, picnic ups. Yeah. So they're really anti-wasps. <laughs> Uh, right okay so you played against flesh so you didn't beat the flesh eater course no no heartbreak i lost to them heartbreak yeah and then the the game the one game that i did finish was the next game So you didn't finish that game iron game two no 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 i didn't no what turn did you get to i think it's turn three possibly into turn four starting turn four yeah but i never we definitely finished the last game because i played against iron jaws 
and by the end of the first like first turn and a half, they'd, he had killed all the goblins with two more. Crushes. I'd like to all of sorry. <laughs> all am of I allowed them, to yeah. jump in at this part it, of the conversation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Depl- I mean, I did, got my money's worth out of the game, but you yeah. Carry on. So this is the interesting bit, James. So the internet at the venue wasn't working; we couldn't connect to do the streaming. So I kind of it was quite a casual, easy day for me. One of the fun bits was I walked over to Nathan's table. I saw he was playing. He was playing against Iron Jaws, so I knew he'd be quite excited. And now the Iron Jaws player, I don't remember his name, but he was a lovely fella. Graham. Graham. Yeah, Graham had uh, taken two more crushes, charged over, and wiped out both of Nathan's fighting blocks, which, as he's just discussed, he basically has two fighting blocks and 1,600 points of buff pieces, uh, basically, in that list. Uh, That's his spiker died turn one. Yeah, basically. So they're both dead. But it turned one. Nathan hadn't had a go. Like, he just didn't have a go, wasn't having a go. Yeah. And his two combat blocks were dead. So he had no opportunity to come back from the game. It was effectively over. It was all done. Three hours later, I ring Nathan. And I say, where are you? And he says, just finishing the game. (laughs) (laughs) And so... Sounds about like that. Yeah, and I say, I want to know what happened between point A and point B. Please catch me up. I fought tooth and nail. I think I might got one point out of it. <laughs> I really fought hard. You know? I was dodging and diving and ducking. I was calling things out of loon shrines. I managed to kill one of the more crushes and just hold the rest of the stuff back. So at the end of the day, I was only fighting more crushes and sort of keeping the others. What else was in his list? Uh, some pigs and brutes and hard boys. And you didn't even bother with that? You just fought more crushes? Pretty much. I, that's what it feels like. I <laughs> Yeah, I used, like, minor spells and stuff to make sure the rest of the stuff didn't get near me. But I meant I wasn't scoring any points, but I was fighting more crushes. Took a long time to kill one. But you like a more crusher normally? Yeah, yeah. Did you like those ones? Or did you hate them? <sighs> it's hard to say. I liked them. The guy was, okay. yeah, the guy bought a big box of Biltong, so. Oh, nice. Oh, I, yeah. I, I've got a follow-up question. Um, yeah. In, in, uh, in the, in the, you weren't scoring points. Because actually, this, this is actually a really relevant question, James. Something for you. A lot of people, we've been talking a lot about tournaments recently. Last week, me and Dan had a big chat about uh, what price tournaments should be, how much they should cost, what value players get out of tournaments. There's, there's a lot of conversation often around tournaments and whether or not, you should, like, you know, what's good tournament etiquette? For instance, if you lose all three games on day one, you can't be asked for day two. Is it okay to just just leave? Um, Joe Purcell would say yes. James, what would you say? Uh, no, probably not. Okay. Um, but I think it's such a hard one, isn't it? Because I think if you're going to an event and you've got, if you're not getting to play, so if you go to an event and you play X amount of rounds, so let's say that game of Nathan's, like he played for three hours mm-hmm. to score one point. Nathan is a very dedicated man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think there'd be lots of players that on turn one, if all their toys got taken off and they were like, I'm never winning this game, would probably just quit, shake hands on turn one. Um, and it's a hard one, right? So the person you're playing like your opponent isn't really playing a game, are they? One term, really. Um, and nor are you, and you've both paid an equal amount to be there. 
I, it's such a hard one, but I, I think realistically, if you don't turn up to an event the next day and someone else doesn't get to play because of it, it's pretty crappy. Uh, and it's a, like another headache for someone that's given up loads of their time to run an event. Okay, interesting, interesting. I just, I wonder how everyone who's watching back would... Um... <laughs> effectively defeating someone before they go would be like and the guy's like i am gonna fucking win this yeah would be like because i've been in positions where i've played people and i've been like it's all over and they're like i've got this and i'm like what world do you think you've got this like you know you panic a little bit and i just wonder about tournament etiquette etiquette and, and how people feel because i respect nathan's uh, gumption but at the same time his opponent must be like this is over and nathan's like it's never over. You're trapped in here with me. Uh, <laughs> but 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 you owe someone but, that, right? Uh, he wanted to play the game. If that... he had said, shall we call it, because I've won, I would have said, yeah, if you don't want to play it. But we were there to play the game, so we played the game. Good. Excellent. Excellent. I think it's a, I think it's a, a good uh, talking point, uh, really. Uh, taking the loss in the game is very different to dropping out, though. Buying a ticket's commitment to play that number of games. I think I agree with that as well. So well done, Nathan, for sticking with it and not just giving up. Because interestingly, at the same time, at the same tournament, James, you had uh, a game between Lumineth and uh, Zinch, which was decided on who went first via a dice roll, i.e. who deployed first, because they were both one-drops. Neither player actually even deploying a model. They just mathed out turn one. Um, what and rolled a dice? Huh? Yeah, they were rolled out, and then Zinch were like, "I get to go first and then Lumineth were like, "Cool, I lose." Handshake. They didn't even bother putting the models out. It's great times. They and we're still at Bobo here. Still at right? Bobo. Uh, okay. Yeah. So interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the math. Like you can't really beat it. It was seventy pink horrors, James. You'd love the list. It's the nice. worst list in the world. Uh, you would have so much fun but, with it. But also. You could use the hello there, you and McGregor, continually. All day. <laughs> yeah, all day, yeah, you could. All right, Nathan, so you had a nice Saturday evening, and then Sunday you returned to play some more Warhammer. Do you remember your games? That's that, that's right, yes. So uh, Sunday morning I got to play against some ogres, um, who had a stone horn, and he had a big block of the uh, the, the normal, uh, what are they called, the gut guys. The, not the... Oh, what are they called? The normal bulls. They've got a new word now, haven't they? Uh... I'm... Lead belchers? No, no, the normal, just regular ogres. Which we'll Re just call them ogres. Yeah. So he had a big... The maximum unit of those dudes that you could take. Gluttons, that's the word. Look, they know what they're talking about, not us. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> Isn't that always, <laughs> the, always way? the way? <laughs> and so, uh, so... So, yeah... And then he had two um, units of the proper fighty guys, the Iron Guts, as well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, quite a nice list. And it was the one where we had three objectives, Scorched Earth, I think, three and three. So he just came barreling across with the Stonehorn uh, into my extreme right and tried to fight all the goblins. And then the, the gluttons came down the center at the same time to sort of threaten the center. So he came in real hard. Uh, didn't kill enough stuff, and then the goblins just killed all of those guys. Good. And then, and the then the iron guts had sort of been edging up, and then they saw everything and died. So then they started edging back, 
and then I just started pouring spells into them and then ran across and nicked some of his stuff and won that game. So I managed to win that game. And I think we might have finished that one, actually. Hey, fantastic. Or, yeah. Fantastic. So that was good. But yeah, I got the full three hours in, or three and a half hours. <laughs> and so <laughs> got me money's worth. Uh, and then uh, for that, I got... So I managed to win a game. And then uh, last game, made it into... We um, played against Lumineth Realm Lords with Teclas. Excellent. Is that because you have won? Have you played against them before? Yeah. Uh, I've not played against the Luminous Realm Lord. Oh, no, I've played against the the only ones I've played against before were 30 Sentinels and 4 Foxes. So I've not played against Teclas before. And how did that go? Uh, so this was uh, quite an interesting game. We, we played it. Uh, it was an interesting game because we didn't really try and fight each other because I thought... Can't be bothered. Like fighting elves is not nice. Because uh, th- he had a big block of the spear guys, 20 spear guys and 20 shooter guys, and then a small block of 10 guys. And so we sort of just dodged around each other, sort of competing for the center objective and then nicking the. Trying to, I managed to nick the edge of objective off of him at some stage and then managed to kill the 10 wardens in the center. Um. Uh, and used I I had tried um, using rally a few times in the previous game. Yeah, and it just just had not worked. But in this game, it worked quite well, and I managed to use it to, just to get enough mo- models onto objectives to score. So eventually, when he did commit the last few turns, um, he because then he got behind, um, and he failed a couple of battle tactics because he thought he had kill. Like his first one was break th- broken ranks. He thought um, he thought he'd kill like twenty shooters with with all his archers and magic, but he didn't. He left one standing. Oh, uh, that brave that gobbo. one gobbo yeah. saved me a, saved me a point, just like uh, a few squigs did the other day as well. So um, yeah, so he had failed on a couple of battle tactics. He just miscalculated, I think. And although he was he did do a lot of uh, damage at range he did have to try and close uh get closer to me to um threaten me and try and get back and take some of the primary objectives off of me and so when he did that then i was able to break him down a bit and then also using teleports get behind him like there were a couple of rounds when teclas wasn't casting all of his spells because i managed to unbind a few so it was good Okay, so overall, how many games did you win at Bobo? Oh, yeah, so I managed to win that one. So I won two, lost three. So, uh, all that, yeah, so. Yeah. I mean, statistically above average for Gits, uh, Gits should win one and a half games, uh, 30% win rate. So two yeah. is actually really positive. I think uh, Gits players around the world pretty sad with how Gits are performing at the moment. Um, a little side note, actually, before I ask you uh, your thoughts. Do you want to know, a recur- James, I know you love a bit of Zinch, so I thought you'd be super into yep. this. Uh, have you got the Cursling in your uh, bits box or painted up by any chance? Uh, I don't. Okay. Sh- should I have one? Is that what you're about well, to tell so, me? Well, so recently in Denmark, this weekend, I think it was Denmark, um, uh, friend of the show, it wasn't, it wasn't Sven who was running it. Was it Sven who was running it? 
Um, or was it Casper? Uh, Either one. I don't know, remember which one it was. Uh, but they were running the Cursling in Zinch, right? Which is quite cool. And shout out to uh, Default in the chat who helped me out with something here. So he's got a really cool ability. I talked about this on the show earlier, but this model can attempt to cast two spells and unbind two spells, right? So already a good start. 185 yep. points, by the way, for the Cursling. Vessel of Chaos rule, though, is if this model successfully unbinds a spell that is possible for it to cast, it can immediately attempt to cast that spell. Even though it is the enemy hero phase, if that spell is successfully cast, it cannot be unbound, right? And then he's also got yep. re-roll unbinding and dispelling attempts. So you've got two chances to unbind a spell and then cast it. And then if you cast it, your opponent can't stop it. There's two really interesting things about that. Number one, protection of techless which is the spell that allows you to have uh, models within 18 inches uh, have a 5-up ward, is on friendly units, not on Lumineth Realm Lord units. So you can unbind Protection of Techless and then cast it in an aura and around your own dudes giving you a 5-up, which is very exciting. Um, like That's really, really fun. Uh, well, I quite like that. You seem unimpressed, James. It's frozen. <laughs> oh, That's no. so funny. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. There's a clip. <laughs> this is so, such a good... James, the dragons aren't coming out till December. How do you feel? It's <laughs> really good. Really good. Really good. Has anyone got any other questions for James while we're... Uh, yeah. Uh, Nathan, got any questions for him? Tell him... It's behind him. It's behind you, James. <laughs> oh, he's back! He's back! Because you but, um, upgraded to Windows 11. Yeah, probably. It was probably a what? bad idea. Oh, for God's sake. My Skype crashed earlier, and I haven't upgraded anything. Oh, there we go. It's not my fault. Anyway. So, okay. so, yeah, it's just Skype being dead. Okay, anyway, do you catch what the, the changing did by any chance? Cursling, sorry, the I, cursling. I'm afraid not. Okay, he gets to re-roll, unbinds, and dispels. But yes. if he unbinds a spell, he gets to immediately cast it. If he casts it, your opponent doesn't get a chance to try to stop it. And you can stop spells like Comet's Call for Seraphon. Nice. Which is great to stop and then also cast at your opponent. Protection of Teclis, Searing White Light. It's actually, and you've got Destiny Dice, don't forget. So you could unbind it, cast it. You've got a bunch of different option, options, right? Which is super fun. Uh, and I thought you might quite like that because it's basically the ultimate troll piece, James. And I thought this might be one of those ways to encourage you to play some some games. Um, Maybe. Get Maybe I should just buy one just to be a horrible to people. Is that yeah. what we're saying? Yeah, yeah they'll be like, I want to protect cast X. I don't know if there are any Gits books. I imagine all of the Gits spells are like keyword lock, Nathan. Hmm. Maybe they are. Maybe like Bog. Uh, Boggle-Eye's got a spell called Mesmerize. Maybe that one's not. You want that stupid spider one, but that's an endless spell, so I wouldn't be able to ruin that. No, you wouldn't be able to. Yeah, that's a, that was great. I, that, yeah, that was great that weekend, Bobo weekend. Yeah, though. really, really good. Uh, so mm. you could even... Uh, anyway, there's a bunch of really, really fun stuff. Thanks, uh, Joe, in the chat. Um, so I just thought I'd bring that up, Nathan, as you were talking about Techlist, because uh, Techlist is obviously really, really popular at the minute. Uh, Zinch obviously also popular as well, but... Um, in taking a fun Zinch unit to just kind of engage with your opponent, I think could be something pretty exciting. Uh, so I just thought I'd mention it, basically. Yeah, it's a nice one. Yeah, good. All right, nice, nice, nice. Just to ruin someone's day is always fun, I think. Huh? Hmm. When they've brought oh, a tech list, you'll be like, have a nice day. Oh, no. 
Don't have a nice day. <laughs> have a great day. Um, and then, uh, anyway, so I just thought I'd mention that. Right, so that is day tournament one done. Pretty fast, actually, Nathan. But um, here's where I get to kind of hype up the chat. Get ready, because Nathan's going to tell you how to beat Zincharkion with Bloom Spike <laughs> Gits. That's what he's going to do. Yeah, that's what he's going to do. So you played this weekend at an event, right? How did you... Yes. What happened between last week and this week? And how did you reapproach your list? What did you think, mm, I need to fix? Yeah, so Bobo, obviously I played... Uh, the rounds were three hours, and I was the last person to finish if I finished uh, every round. What? Every, every round? round? Every, every round. round. James, honestly, and... he must have had like an additional <laughs> an additional hour and a <laughs> half of tournament on top of everyone else. Like He was just playing in lunch, and the John and Johnny were like, come on, Nathan, come on. Yeah, and he's like, so close. I'm just charging Spiker. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so obviously I was concerned that I was taking too long to play these games of Warhammer. Uh, so I thought I'd change up change up the list because originally I was going to use the the infantry list for quite a few uh, I was planning to use it for a while but it just takes too long oh, I I need to if you're going to play that sort of list you need to play it very frequently so that you get real smooth at running the dice and making the decisions so uh, it's not not likely to happen so I changed it up for more of a squiggy list squiggy getting squiggy with it list so, but still, um, still gloom spite, so that you can use. So, not gone with the jaws of Mork or whatever. The the squig side is where you can reroll your random moves. But can you still uh, use that? Yeah, so that's like a sub faction now. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you you don't get the um, battalion fancy battalions that they used to have, but. Um, but yeah, you can use that, and you can use the other ones, Trog and the Trog one and the Spider one. Um, I've used the Spider one; that's quite good. But uh, I, the problem with the Squig one is it forces you to use an artifact, which isn't that great, and also command trait that's not great. So I went with Gloom Spike Gets, and I made um, my general the Loon Boss on Mangler Squigs. And I gave him the arcane tome, so he became a wizard. And because he's a wizard, he can use some of the wizard command traits. So he is now a dodgy character. So that means uh, you have to re-roll all your successful hits whenever you target him. Or even shooting. Because he's a wizard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's pretty, even shooting. pretty good. Yeah, 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 even shooting. Wow. Although that backfired when I played against Cruel Boys. But yeah, even shooting. Well. So, okay, yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. So, so he's got the arcade tome, and then because of that you took the different trait. That's fa- that's fancy. Yeah, yeah. So uh, and I also had a spell enhancement because I have a warlord battalion in there. So the spell enhancement where he is, uh, so he took flaming weapons and the great green spite as well. So I could uh, set his balls on fire, basically, his balls and chains. And then, because he's got seven attacks with those, so extra one damage on great, those. Quite great nice. balls of fire. Almost as good as spiker. Yeah, almost yeah. as good as spiker. Yeah, great balls of fire, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, so that was the main sort of. So that was like a big change in the hero slot. I took two fungoids, uh, and also took the 
hero, the loon boss on the giant squig. Okay. Not on, yeah. What? What is so it? He, your general? No, or is it the loon boss on manglers? No, the the yeah, the loon boss on manglers is the general. Okay. Cool. Uh, and then I went for prize sorcery because I had those three wizards. Uh, I don't know. There's probably better ones to go for than that. Um, but anyway, then so that's the heroes. Then on the battle line, I had a unit of stabbers still, so twenty stabbers, and then two squig herds, which are now twelves, and then ten squig hoppers. So I had four four battle line, and then I had two units of ten boingrop bounders, and two units of sneaky snufflers. Okay, okay, good. And that's the. That's the list. So, so not seventeen no. drops anymore. How how lo- how no. low did you get it? Currently, just for everyone at yeah. home, uh, there's a yeah. big conversation about battle regiments and their strength. Obviously, those one drops, uh, average tournament drops. It looks like it's somewhere between three and four. Uh, so you kind of want to go below three and four if you want to get a one drop. Oh, if you want to get the choice or above that if you're not too bothered. Nathan, where are you at numbers wise? Yeah, so I was seventeen at Bobo, but I managed to pare it down to thirteen for. <laughs> For Rob Symes' birthday tournament and War in the Heartlands. I'm going to use the same. Because you're playing next weekend as well, right? Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, it's uh, so, okay, so 13. And just FYI for everyone who's watching this back, uh, we'll be taking four tables of coverage to uh, War in the Heartlands. And we're going to be uh, putting Nathan's Prescott, Nathan Prescott's games on all five. Yeah, on. Oh, you're going to show all five? All five. He's yeah. going to record you. Nathan, I don't think you understand. If I just say that there are five Nathan Prescott battle reports <laughs> behind a, a, behind Patreon paywall, people will be like, I'll give you as much money as you need, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, oh, please continue. So how was yeah. your first game? Where did you go for your event? What was the event? Uh, yeah, so I went to the Rob Symes Invitational Warhammer birthday tournament. Mm-hmm, correct. 2021. Nailed it. Yeah. And uh, how was the venue? What did you think? Impartial. I can't remember the the anacronym. The venue is very nice. Um, they've obviously had some work done there at some time in the past because the bar is gone. I don't know where that's gone. It's probably somewhere. <laughs> I can't find any of the piano keys. And uh, yeah, it's yeah. I think Matt did a very good job at cleaning it at. One o'clock in the morning. Two o'clock, actually. You got hammered with all those art kids. Uh, Absolutely. Well done, Inter Matt, again. Uh, How are the hand dryers? We need an update on the hand dryers. The hand dryers are still very powerful. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. They just come on whenever they want to. They do. Blow you up and dry your hands. Yes. They do. That's right. Or if you stand too close to them when you're having a pee. Yeah. They do. They do. Magic. <laughs> Once I pissed and it literally went fucking everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, all right. Uh, so um, who was your first match against? Uh, so I played against Jack, who is... A fairly local lad to Nottingham. I think he might be Mansfield way. Anyway, I don't think he plays a lot of Age of Sigma. He play, tends to play more 40k. But he had a nice Hello Heart list yep. with a Phoenix and like some of those shooter dudes, the guys with guns, what are they called? Free Guild. No, Free Guild gunmen. Handgunners. Handgunners, that's the one. Yeah. Empire. Hand they're guns. not empire handguns. They're free guild handgunners. There's been no empire. Free... I knew that had triggered. What? <laughs> what? The empire handgunners of free guild. And so 
the and he had some Stormcast things. He had a Toralon. He did have a Toralon. There oh. were two Toralons at the event. Two. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was your birthday and it's your favourite. No, model. they uh, they actually got updated quite nicely in the Stormcast book, James. When they move over or near a unit, they add plus one to hit, which lasts until your next hero phase, which is particularly yeah. useful because most of the army hits on threes anyway. So, yeah, pretty good. Yeah, Toralon was all right. Um, he also had a, a Griffin, um, a battle mage on Griffin, who was quite fighty. Yeah, and he had a Luminarch and a Hurricaneum. Yes. Yeah, uh, and he had a unit of Stormcast dudes riding on cats. Yes, Dracolides. Proper cats, not... Yeah, Dracolides. Even Dracolides. So. I honestly was surprised. Yeah. Yeah, and he gave them loads of buffs first turn. So I stayed you, well away You were surprised that someone had brought them, or that they were good? That someone had brought them. Uh, yeah. Thank you. I think they were good, with all the buffs he put on them. Maybe... Was it like were... when you buff yeah. Spiker? Was it that sort of good? <laughs> Somewhere in that realm, I reckon. Okay, cool. Yeah. Just checking. Somewhere in that realm. Okay. Uh, yeah. How did the game go? Uh, so, yeah, he he moved up with those guys. He buffed them up to Hell and Gone and then pushed them up. And so I didn't fight them. I went and fought his other stuff and managed to get loads of points doing that. Um, Can I ask a question? Because well, this is something that's kind of confusing me also about your Bobo coverage. You You often say that I didn't fight them. Yeah. Like, like what? Gits don't fight, do they? Yeah. What? What do you? What do you do when you're not fighting them? I go somewhere else and do other things, or else just stand and look at them, stand near them and look at them, give them the eye, <laughs> until all the buffs stop working, and then I go in and just say, "Oh, you've dropped something," and then stab them. <laughs> stab, stab them. <laughs> okay. So the options. What did I drop? Buff. <clears throat> so you wait until that they haven't got the buffs on. So you stand staring at them until they don't have the buffs. Yeah. Or if they do and have the you buffs, you go them. somewhere else. Yes. Okay. That's the idea. I mean, it comes very apparent in the last okay. game. Okay. All right. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, so, yeah. Um, so I'm just chipping away at him, doing battle tactics. He was doing battle tactics, but... Uh, I was I managed to kill a monster or two and um, used my monster to kill, kill some stuff. Uh, oh, I had a squid gobber. I forgot the squid <laughs> gobber was in the list. Yes. So yeah, you did have a squid yeah, gobber. Yeah, is yeah. it a did squid a... gobber a monster? Yes, it is a monster. A monster and artillery. Where do I currently find the rule? A monster and artillery. Uh, okay. Where do I currently yeah. find the rules for a squid gobber? I don't know. <laughs> Where did I'd, you I'd find just... the rules for it then? <laughs> I so I I think like the monstrous arcanum stuff isn't in any of the four grand alliances. You have to go somewhere else and find it. Basically, all I do is I just ha open the old app and look in there because it's... Well, there. okay, so just to keep everyone updated, because uh, you guys might not be sure, uh, the monstrous arcanum war scrolls on Forge World are out of date. They've had, listen, they've had four months to update them. They're working their hardest. They'll get to it eventually. Um, uh, so they'll come. But they are actually in the new app. To give credit to the new app. Uh, and I will now inform you all of what the Squid Gobber does. Uh, James, uh, I'd like you to kind of guess for me. How many wounds do you think the Squid Gobber has? 
Seven. Ooh, so close. Huh? So close. Eight. That's a round number. Eight. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lexi's uh, correct. Seems too many for a git. It does seem like a lot. What kind of save do you think it has? That's a monster. Uh, five up. Uh, correct. Absolutely nailed it. Bob on. How fast do you think a... Don't forget it's a monster. Is a squid gobber go. Four. Wow, you're good at this. It is... It's full of spit. Full of spit. <laughs> do you... Well, and it's chained to the ground as well, so it slows it It is also chained to the ground, correct. And then how brave would you say a monster that's chained to the ground is? Three. Oh, <laughs> I'm just selling it. It's a four. It's a four. Oh, safe <laughs> place. So brave. Um... So, uh, his shooting attack uh, is the Spit Squigs, which is a missile attack. Uh, range, how far would you say a Squig Gobber can spit? Squigs. 18 inches. Ooh, good guess. Good guess. That's what I would have guessed as well. But it's not. Comparable, of course, to Sentinels, it's 30 inches. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Who would have guessed? Yeah. Quite impressive. Very. And it ignores line, line of sight, just like Sentinels. Basically, Lumineth have got Sentinels. Squigs have got... Well, I was going to ask you a question about this in a minute, Nath. Well, uh, but they've also got Arcing Spit, which is a special rule. Nath, can you tell us what that does? Yeah. yeah, so that means you can ignore line of sight when you can shoot at things that are not visible to it. Uh, uh, in addition? Is there an addition to it? <laughs> <laughs> Shut. I don't know. What else does it do? Okay. In addition, add one to hit rolls for, oh, for yeah, attacks yeah, yeah. Plus one to... made with spit squigs if the target has more than five models. Yeah. Oh, more than five? More than five. Oh, shit. I thought it was more than ten. Ten or more, I thought it was. Five or more, baby. It more might have five. been. It might have been updated. It might have been updated. Oh, yeah. So now it's got slightly better. Yeah. Loads better. I'm going to have great time this weekend. Nesta. Yeah, you're gonna have the best time. Uh, okay, so uh, how many attacks do you think a spit? How many squigs can a James can a squig gob a spit um, at thirty inches? How many do you think it would spit? Two. Ooh. Okay. Good. Uh, it's actually six. Why? That's a lot of squigs. A lot, right? Yeah. You get twelve in a unit. Yeah. It's half a unit a turn. Yeah, half a unit a turn. But okay, uh, and then um, uh, four, hits on a four, wounds on a three. Sadly, has no rend. Yeah, and does D three damage, D three damage, D three damage. So uh, for, for James, uh, overall, I know Nathan knows uh, how much would you pay points wise. Um, uh, let's just quickly compare it to a star shard ballista, really quick, because I think that's probably uh, a cellist. Oh no, that's the wrong one. Star shard ballista. Uh, that's what it's called, isn't it? Star Shard. Venari Star Shard Ballista, which is two shots at 30 inches. Threes, threes, Ren 2. Ren 2, D3 damage. They make you minus one to hit. You get to add plus one to hit rolls if there's a dude nearby. Um, and add one to the attack's characteristic or something. So maybe three shots. And it's five wounds with a five up save, but it moves six inches. Uh, that's 125 points. So. This squig's 200. 200! That's what I'm going for. Nathan, you know how many points it is. <laughs> it's a monster. Uh, how many points is it? Uh, it's loads cheaper than that. It's 150. It's 175. Okay. 60. It's 175. Oh, okay. Loads lower. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where, where I've got it now. But yeah, fair enough. So that much cheaper. Before you get into game two, uh, a question I have for you is, uh, do you think there's a list with four squid gobbers in? 
Yeah, could be. Yeah. Well, I mean, there definitely is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Do you think? I mean, it is spamming, and we don't do that anymore. But is it? Be interesting. Okay. All right. Fine. Yeah. I just, I was just wondering. I was just wondering if that was uh, a question. Uh, the chat with Hugo was going to ask the question, so it's good. All right. Game two. How did game two go? Oh uh, yeah. So that was a great game against Jack. Managed a win. Uh, I scored thirty to his twenty. And finished the game nice and timely fashion. Oh, really? So, yeah, yeah, that was great. Uh, he squeaked gobber, killed some th- stuff. The boing got bounders, obviously, really good. And, uh, yeah, the loom boss went in. Did die, I think, down to uh, the, what's it called? The griffin fella killed it. Uh, but there you go. Okay. Yeah, okay, good, it was good. Good. Uh, good game. Then then I got to play against Gary Percival of uh, Internet Fame with his big yellows, Cruel Boys. Ah, uh, yes. So, For our first yeah. outing, seeing the Cruel Boys on the tabletop the, uh, uh, and in big yellows as well, loads of Bolt Boys. Fish will be over the moon about it. Um, what was your experience playing against them? Because uh, you're both sneaky gits. Yeah, oh, his sneaky git stuff that he did at the beginning was pretty good. He took three of my units off or two of my units had to go into reserves and I thought oh this is going to really bugger me up but then he gave me first turn so I could just put them back on the field so that was fine (laughs) I mean they couldn't move no but and they had to be read I had to deploy them wholly within my territory nine away from him so and it was just sort of screens and things so they just ended up it wasn't too devastating for me, basically. But I can imagine if you take first turn and you use that, it can be pretty devastating. Yes. Removing somebody's screens like that, yeah. So I think, obviously, it's a fairly new book, so he's also just trying stuff out. So he was just trying that out because it was probably one of the best sneaky trick things to use against somebody like me. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, it was uh, good to see. Um, and then... Uh, basically, we messed about for a bit. Shoot, he was shooting at me. I was just getting into position. And then, uh, middle of the game, I just charged everything in. Um, and basically, I need to kill his big Legavon guy. Swamp, the big swampy dude with the cage and everything. I've forgotten his name. It's terrible. Anyway, it's like a big Legavon. And I charged everything in. And he had the Amulet of Destiny and all of that. And took him down to one wound. Sad face. And then it turned around and punched the hell out of me. There's quite a lot of damage comes out of that thing. The sludge breaker. Yeah, the sludge breaker. And so, yeah. And then um, he managed to heal it up a little bit. So it it took like an extra turn and a bit to finally get rid of it. So I think if I'd got rid of it that turn, like just an extra mortal wound or something, or just fail one of those five ups, then... It, the game would have gone maybe more in my favor than his, but it was just, uh, I was just stuck on that. And that thing did do a lot of damage in that next turn in a bit. And so I lost a lot of stuff just pinned in the middle while he was shooting at it and and stuff. So, yeah, uh, he managed to go ahead and beat me uh, 31 victory points to 14 um, but yeah, very impressed with the cool boys. Interesting. Do you think they've got play in, uh, in match play generally? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. 
Um, there's so many mortal wins coming out of those bolt boys. And then um, the gut rippers got in eventually, and they, again, lots of, yeah, a lot of mortal wounds coming from those. Because it's because so. it, you can have it. So sixes do mortal wounds on uh, two mortal wounds on a six, right? Uh, in from the gut rippers. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, because you've got that that bit, the sludge raker is there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, give the extra mortal wound damage, and then uh, yeah, and they've just got loads of nice little tools. He had a unit of hobgrots, such a nice cheap little screen. Um, yeah, and little units of bolt boys all dishing out loads of little light bits of damage and just moving around and uh, at the end he he uh, charged the shamans and, and the bolt boys because they still do the mortal wounds even in melee so just to finish stuff off really great and I like that sort of stuff where where you know things are just getting involved all the time just moving stuff up and getting stuck in yeah yeah okay yeah yeah because yeah. yeah, obviously if you're playing a shooting army then you start uh, giving up a little bit on objectives that are in the center of the board because uh, you can only send your screens in, but they don't last that long. So it's quite nice to be able to see units that still move up into the center and then carry on shooting and just doing damage in all the phases. So, yeah. Fair. Uh, yeah, and he had a Maya Brute Trogoth, which was fairly scary. Did it do some good but... damage? Um. Yeah, it didn't it didn't hang around long because that that got evolved in the big uh, smash up in the middle basically. Yeah, so he died fairly quickly. But yeah, it was the sludge raker really, really got me stuck there. Yeah, I I haven't used the iron jaws for a little bit of the weekend, and hopefully to see the iron jaws play more at War in the Heartlands and um, Six Nations and some of the and and Bobo two that we've got coming up uh, this year. It was going to be really exciting to see how like these kind of big yellow lists because we had Seb at Bobo one Tequila Bobo, um, uh, like uh, the, we had Seb <laughs> running his Cruel Boys as well, and he did quite well with them. But I think ultimately there's there's loads of uh, there's loads of units maybe or loads of armies maybe that are going to shut them down pretty aggressively. I feel about I feel Battle Regiment. Stormcast Battle Regiment, um, Lumineth potentially are going to come a cropper. But it'll be exciting to see how they actually do play uh, on the tabletop. A tequila Bobo, a day to forget. Correct. Uh, correct. <laughs> I I heard uh, Adam Mumford likes tequila. He loves tequila. Loves tequila. I don't, I don't think he knows what it tastes like. He's probably forgotten. <laughs> on the way down or the way back up? Both. He's forgotten it. Well, both, yeah. He won't remember anything from before the weekend, before last. Yeah. Uh, so, final game, Nathan. Uh, so, the final game was an absolute perler. Played against Tom. Tom Fretwell Ooh. of of uh, everybody's heart fame. He's, uh, so, it was a fantastic game. Versus his Zinch Archeon list with um, Archeon himself and Kairos, the big Double-headed chicken fella. Uh, his army's so uh, well, so well put together as well, right? Because he's uh, he's James yeah. Jungler like this. He's uh, taken the horrors and he's green stuffed every horror, so that like all the eyes and and mouth and on oh, no, the mouth itself, all the eyes are gone and they kind of look like that Pan's labyrinth. You know when he does the the hands with the eyes, but yeah. like there's no hands. It's just like some creepy fucking alien. It looks awesome nice. and it's all, they're all painted white. 
um, and Kairos has done white. Like, it's like, it's genuinely like, I haven't felt uncomfortable by armies in a while, and it made me uncomfortable. That's what I'm going to say. Uh, and and a beautiful man. Send me a yeah. picture of that army, Tom. Yeah, yeah, well done, Tom. So that was excellent. Yeah. So it was just a hilarious game. Uh, the everything I tried to do just worked out and everything he did just didn't work out. So I've played Tom before with the same list. And um I I think Archeon has maybe cast one spell in two games. So I still don't know what Field at Shield of Fate does because <laughs> he's never cast like I was he tried to cast it again and I dispelled it with like some random dude and then I was like what even does that spell do? And he was like, I'm not telling you because... Pretty important. <laughs> so there we go. Uh, maybe now's yeah. the time. Uh, so Archeon, uh, nearly 900 points. Pretty important um, to uh, make sure he survives. And you, a lot of the, the pieces in Azinch, because it's Azinch Archeon list in Hosar Karnam. James, you and me have commentated some of these games as well. So I know that you know. Um, and also it's one of the, if not the best uh list that really or some of the best lists that um is going around at the moment so i think i'll read out this spell because it's quite important so shield of fate um normally you'll see uh not demonic power you'll see um infusion arcanum infusion arcanum is it infusion arcanum? i think so basically there's a plus one to hit and plus one to wound spell but there's also shield of fate which with all of the removals of re-rolls going away in age of sigmar uh, three, most of the rerolls, not all of the rerolls. Um, this is this one didn't go, so it's pretty important. It's cast on a six, so it's not difficult to cast, right? Especially with Destiny dice. Um, uh, you pick one friendly each unit holding within eighteen inches of the caster, so choose yourself, yeah. Or Kairos could choose Archeon. Um, and then until the start of your next hero phase, that unit gains one of the following effects based on the number of remaining Destiny dice. So on a one to three. The unit can re-roll save rolls of one for attacks that target that unit. Now that's pretty massive because Archeon's on a three-up save. So when he has a plus one save, it's a two-up. If he does its finest hour, uh, all-out defense, you can basically be on a two-up, ignoring Ren two, and if you have Shield of Fate on it, re-rolling ones, making him close to immortal. Um, and then if you have loads of Rend, if you have four to six Destiny dice, you get to re-roll all of your saves um so there you go and then if you have seven to nine you can roll a dice each time that a unit is affected by a spell or endless spell you get a four up spell ignore in addition to archeon's four up spell ignore which he then also has a four up ward so shield of fate on archeon is fantastic uh and you're telling me you just stop them every time nath yeah he's never caught that was that his spell. destiny dice yeah why i used he did use those to cost some of uh kairos's spell so um, I got a unit of stabbers. Uh, so uh, what we were playing, the one where there's the four points. Tooth um, and nail. Tooth and nail, that's the one. So there's two primes and two that aren't prime. Anyway, so I managed to get a unit of stabbers all the way over there. And so all he had to go and sort of compete in that area were a unit of those rubber bird things that they have. Screamers. Screamers, yeah, that's the word. And so... He sent a unit of three over there to go and deal with the 20. And then he used Kairos' special dice to get a spawn. So he killed six of the stabbers and uh, threw a portal and summoned a spawn. Yep. Okay. So I was fighting those. and then. But the great thing was, yeah, the squid gobber just turned around and just shot that unit of three rubber birds. Bang. 
Oh, and dear God. there was one left worth one wound. Yep. And it just turned tail and fled into his back corner. And like that was him gone. So then I think he summons an extra six. Yeah, he does. With, with a fang with circlet. His, whatever he does, yeah. So then those other six went over there. So then the stabbers had to fight the spawn and those six. But then the squid gobber just... Bang, bang, bang. Just chipped away at the six. And I managed to get a little squig herd to run over there and pile into them. So a lot of his magic was trying to go over there. And then eventually he was like, no, uh, just ignore it now because it's just not going good over there. So basically I had a squig herd and a unit of stabbers and then the long range shooting from the squig gobber. Maintaining control over that top, as you're looking at it from my side of the board, the top right hand objective. And then uh, his bottom, my bottom left objective, yeah. he sent uh, the big fella down on his weird horse. Archeon. Old Archeon. Archeon, yep. yeah. Yeah. it. And so Archeon came down and fought some spider riders. Okay. And managed, managed to kill them all. It was sad times. Do you know how good spider riders so, are? You forgot to mention they were even in your list. Like oh yes yeah <laughs> I had a unit of spider riders as well and a squid gobber yeah. okay good yeah 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 so I had this unit of spider riders so he went and he he fought them and he got control of that objective maybe maybe he didn't I don't know maybe I had a squid herd there as well anyway so he he got there fought those guys had a great time but then all the squigs saw him on his weird yep. horse and he hadn't got his shield of fate, shield of fate spell. Mm-hmm. No, didn't have that. So we all just like the squid hoppers flew over him and kicked him in the head at some more wounds. If and I then, remember right, uh, Boing got bounders just charged in, did loads of mortal wounds. So yeah, I think combined with the the Boingrots and the hoppers, we did loads of mortal wounds into him, and uh, obviously it charged him as well. And then the loon boss charged in as yep. well uh, and took him down to I don't know three or four wounds. Uh, and then the next turn, yeah, finished him off. Finished him off. So what did it take to bring him down? Two lots of ten, uh, Boingrop Bounders. Boingrop Bounders, the Loon Boss, uh, and also being kicked in the head by some Squig Hoppers. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, and the Squig Hoppers, I think, then went into some more of those rubber bird guys. The Screamers, that's the one. The Screamers went into them and killed those. So I all fought them a bit and then eventually killed them. So um, Archeon did manage to get a turn, a couple of turns fighting back. So he did pretty much wipe. Uh, he took one unit of Boingrop Bounders down to one. And then the other unit had probably five left after that. Mm-hmm. But he was dead then. And then Kairos was like, oh, my word, what's going on here? <laughs> and so he... <laughs> he uh, I pushed... So a little unit of a little squig herd was in the back of got into the back of Archeon and then uh, got caught in the fight with the spider riders. But they didn't like he didn't kill. I think he might have killed a squig herder or something. So then the squig herd just retreated out the back of them straight toward Kairos. And so Kairos was like, no, I don't want to fight the little squigs. And so he flew and he can fly really fast. He flew straight over to go and fight the squig gobber. But next to the squid gobber was a fungoid cave shaman. So he had to fight both of them at the same time. The deadly and fungoid cave shaman. Yeah. Eventually he killed the fungoid cave shaman. 
uh, meanwhile, the squig gobber was shooting him at point blank range, just inserting squigs into him. Just poop, poop, poop. And uh, yeah, it was great. Eventually, uh, the uh, I got some sneaky snufflers that were inside the loon shrine. Yep. There were two units of sneaky snufflers in there. So the one unit buffed the other ones, snuffled okay. them. So they doubled their attacks. They climbed out and went and fought Kairos. And then also the character on the giant squig also jumped out to go and fight Kairos. Yeah. And all together, they all managed to eventually punk him. I think he managed to kill the fungoid cave shaman. Wasn't there a situation where you uh, you had to kill Kairos, so you charged you charged a fungoid cave shaman? Is this not? Isn't there something situation with a spell portal? You you did a charge with a spell portal. Oh no 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 yeah so. He had, uh, yeah, I tried to, yeah, that was the one thing that didn't work out for me, which I thought would have been cool, because you don't often see the Fungoid Cave Shaman spell being cast, uh-huh. uh, more. Uh, so what did you do uh, before we talk about what you tried to do with it? Uh, okay, so Spormore, Spormore is great, well, it's not a great spell, it's a crap spell, but... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, do you know what? <laughs> just cancel the rest of the show. Let's just have this one battle. Yeah, this is, so, this is me happy with this. Please continue. So, Spormore is the range of the spell is D6 inches. Deadly. So, D6, D6 inches from the caster. Yep. And it does D3 mortal wounds to all units that it hits. Yep. Like all, in, all enemy units. So, at one point, uh, Kairos had put up the spell portal and then thrown it back behind him to try and cast some spells, I think, onto the loon boss or something. Mm-hmm. And then he flew up. He had a guy on a disc. Uh-huh. And I can't remember what it was called. A magister on disc. That was his general. No, no. The magister was flying across to go and try and help Kairos, but he had landed near the spell portal. Yep. So I thought... What I'll do is I'll charge the Magister on disc with my Fungoid Cave Shaman because my turn was coming yep. up. And I'll pile around the back of the Magister so I can stand next to the spell portal. And then I can put Spormore in my my hero yep. phase. I'll put Spormore through the spell portal and then I'll Spormore Kairos in the back with the... Yeah, I'll get him through the portal with the Spormore. But it, it didn't work because he unbound uh, it. Uh, he, uh, uh, whatever, dispelled the spell, unbound the spell. Well, that's called, so. that's a huge play, big play, but probably not. Yeah. I tried to explain this on, on Saturday night. <laughs> um, and James, you haven't heard this story yet, so get ready because it's my favorite bit. Like Everyone else gets it because everyone listening plays Age of Sigmar, but you choose battle tactics at the start. This is really important. So you have to choose to achieve a thing before you enact the plan. So Nathan chose to destroy a battle line unit, which earlier on in the battle report was the unit of uh, screamers that he'd reduced down to one wound. So there was one screamer in, yeah, in one, with one wound in the back right-hand corner of the board, all the way away from Nathan's army. Then Nathan, you chose to, uh, to uh, broken ranks, the battle tactic. And then what did you have to do to achieve that battle tactic? And did you achieve it? <laughs> this is madness. Yeah, so so at this point of the game, so this was like turn four, so I was well up on points. Uh-huh. In fact, come turn three, Tom wins the priority, gives me the priority, and says to me, well, that means you can delete one of the two objectives if you want. And so I was like, do I have to? So we looked it up in the rules, and you, you don't, don't have, have to. It's a, 
yeah 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 so so then i just didn't delete that so <laughs> Because so, <laughs> you're in, you're in such a dominant position against the Zicharki on list that you you thought I'll keep all the objectives. Is that what you thought? Yeah, okay. yeah. I just need them all to score points. Okay. So yeah, and yeah. So it was like that's the stage of the game where it was at. So uh, basically, Kairos was still alive, but I had to cast Hand of Gork to get a unit over there. So to make it interesting, I I used the unit of the the unit of Boingrot Bounders, which Archeon introduced to one Boingrot Bounder, yep. and uh, teleported that into the back corner. He made the nine-inch so charge hold on, straight hold on. away. So against uh, Kairos, before yep. you even cast the spell, you chose to destroy that unit, knowing that you would need to teleport <laughs> one Boingrot Bounder, only one, charge nine inches, and then fight the Screamer. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean, I could have tried to put something else, but that wouldn't have been as fun as having a one-on-one match. So we had a one-on-one match. Obviously, the boy got bounded, just went and punked him. Bang. <laughs> my favorite, <laughs> my favorite agency mark story ever. Because sometimes you make big plays, right? And you decide you're like, oh yeah, this is my big brain play. And sometimes it'll work, sometimes it don't. But like, this is like for points that are genuinely very valuable. And it requires like quite an insane series of things to occur before you get to the combat. And then, I mean, what even the attack profile is one Boingrot Bounder. Oh, uh, so it was the champion. So it's good attack profile. <laughs> it's like five attacks, fours and threes, rend one. Okay. So yeah, obvi- yeah obviously it kill a rubber bird all the time. <laughs> Rubber bird. Oh, <laughs> Rubber bird. He said it, and I was like, "A zango, <laughs> like a zango on a disc." And you were just like, "Screamer, carry on." Like, how did any? How did you even get that? I was like, "That's not. It doesn't even look like a bird." So the one show we should do is we should just do uh, like that thing where they show you the ink blots, but I don't. I just showed Ethan the unit, and I'm like, "What is this?" He'll be like, "Donkey kicker." You're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Donkey kicker. <laughs> yeah, jeez. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, right, you're correct. So, um, so how did that game end up? Or was that everything that happened in that game? Uh, no, no, that was... Uh, so, yeah, eventually Kairos died. Um, and, yeah, I was pretty much... Uh, the Loon boss died eventually, I think. He went into some... Uh, Blue horrors that have been summoned, and also ten Kyrak acolytes, mm-hmm. and duffed up the acolytes, and then I think he he was pretty wounded at that stage. I think Kyrus managed to kill him with some spells as well. So yeah, but yeah, but then the the remaining Boingrot Pounders went and then cleared up there. So um, and Kyrus obviously had died. So he still had the writing dudes on a disc left, the blue ones. And uh, also the Magister. So he still had a couple of scribes left. I had a f- Blue scribes. I had, um, yeah, it was a pretty bloody battle. I mean, the stabbers and the unit of Squig Hood that were up in my top mm. right, they were, they had obviously taken a uh, They had lost the six things to make the Squig, which, uh, not the Squig, to make the spawn, which they had fought. So they'd basically been fighting themselves. <laughs> And they were down to about 15 stabbers. And most of the squig herd was still there. They'd killed all of those. 
um, screamers yep. over there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they like I uh, had loads of board control. Um, so yeah, excellent. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was pretty, pretty good win actually. So, th- uh, uh, how many the, times? For the how many times did you play uh, that Zinc Archeon list? Oh, that's the second time I've played. I played it with the list that I took to Bobo, which is obviously a lot um, tougher. So they, yeah, they were. And how many times have you beat dominant. that list? Yeah, yeah I, I beat it twice now. <laughs> so... <laughs> I think. I think yeah. the good point about this. Because, uh, James, I know like the other week you were having a tough time having been to an Age of Sigmar tournament, right? Um, like, And I'm hoping for people listening at home, because obviously like, we do the Stat Center stuff, right? We review this stuff. We do tournament coverage. I'd say we couldn't be more like invested as a group, us three, Dan as well, but also uh, the, the people who listen and watch us. Uh, we're invested in like playing Warhammer at like a certain level. Uh, but I would say that there's an insane... There's an insane volume of uh, of other plays out there, uh, which Nathan I think embodies perfectly. And James, I know you embody as well with the idea of like the cursing and stuff like that could be in your future. And I just kind of making spawns everywhere. Spawns yeah. everywhere, yeah. And I just that's what I was trying to say. Like, uh, and I think Owen's put it in there. An insane volume of mad people. Uh, is also in the Age of Sigmar community. And I think it's actually invaluable because um, Gary won the event that we were at at the weekend with his cool boys. Congratulations to him. Mm. Uh, but like we were all crowded around the table at the end and Tom was a broken man. It was the funniest thing. Like he was in. F- uh, that's that's the one thing I think I wish I'd have seen. Yeah, he was in fucking pieces. Yeah, we were... into a dead Zinch army as <laughs> bloody spikers walking around with a thousand points of buffs. <laughs> that bit shit. Yeah. And um, and I think, like, we, we talk about, like, it's sometimes hard to grab those stories or it's sometimes hard to, um, uh, like, point that out because you see, like, a lot of, like, I know, a Reddit post, a Twitter thread, a, a YouTube comment or anything, and you kind of feel like, you know, a WhatsApp thing, and you're like, oh, this is coming out or this is going to do this. And, you know, sometimes that comes from me, right? Like, we do the stats and we say, this is this does this good, this does this well. Like, oh, is this other list again that we see repeated time and again? But there are loads of mad, phenomenal stories that still exist inside the game. And it's super worth talking about. Um, because there'll be someone listening to this who's like, oh, I listen to I got nothing co- competitive out of this. Oh, I mean, you got some fucking fun out of it, mate. That's got to be a huge portion of why we play the game, right? Fun. I don't know. I had to cry. Yeah, cry. <laughs> Physically cried at Nathan today. Yeah. Tom was crying. <laughs> Poor old. It was. Yeah, it was a memorable game. One of uh, one of the most hilarious games I've played. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, casting beast most of the time. But there was one round where he, he did he ca- he failed to cast three of his four spells, and the one spell that he cast did like some random damage and he rolled a one so it did like a whole round of casting spells and just did mm. one mortal wound to a fungoid cave shaman yeah so yeah uh, obviously his dice are just absolutely turned off and uh in an army where he couldn't yeah, pick I, his dice obviously well yeah he had used them all for like he had that used his chiros <laughs> he's just uh, like it's okay i've used all the pick dice now Oh, <laughs> and, uh, and just all the dice just stopped working after that. Yeah, it was nuts, absolutely nuts game. But I think uh, 
I know the the stats were out earlier, and you were saying how the the Gloom Spy army is like thirty percent. But then in the Gloom Spy chat and on Twitter, uh, from the three one days that the Gloom Spites were at, they won. I had yep. that two one. There was another two one uh, over in the state somewhere, and then oh, you broke up there, mate. Perfect. I mean, I couldn't ask for a better end to this particular segment. This is uh, sorry, <laughs> uh, mate. So, you were you were uh, saying? Oh. Yeah. So uh, there was a, a a bloke that took uh, triple mangler squigs to uh, uh, one day and won it three 0 So out of a possible twelve games, the Gloom Spite have taken. Uh, it was in Sweden. There was a Swedish guy that won two one with Trogs, uh, and then. An American guy with went three nil with uh, Manga Squigs. Obviously, I've got the two one. So out of twelve games, uh, we've only lost two. So ten out of twelve. I don't know what percentage that is, but it's got to be better than Sons of Beermat and all of them lads. <laughs> yes. Uh, thanks, Dan, for resubscribing. By the way, you're right. That's that's how we do the stat show. We selectively pick yeah. tournaments where we've done where one faction done three. well. That... Those three. Yeah, those three. only those three. Those three. I'll uh, I'll I'll amend the stats. Yeah. I'll talk to Ziggy and the boys. Thank you. Yeah, uh, we'll talk to Rob and we'll we'll amend the stats. Five yeah, no, but just just give them a shout out, basically. Yeah, I think it was Antu in um, Sweden, and uh, I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, I think his name is just I'm a goblin or something like that <laughs> on Twitter. So, <laughs> <laughs> an actual goblin that's what his name is Zach Zach fiery guy is actually a goblin and he went 3-0 so he is actually a goblin where did an he go 3-0 what country it's definitely America in America in America yeah, of course it is of course it is I'm not saying anything by that James there's nothing implied by me saying that that it was America uh, but today uh, an American uh, an American event, um, Underguts Ogres went um, 5-0 with three Iron Blasters. Um, not much to say on the map. It's the future. It's, it's, is it the future? Um, I'm not sure. Hey, let's just quickly look at the stats before we head out, um, because it might be yeah. something to talk about. Uh, so it's on the stream for you guys now. Uh, we talked about the stat show, but it's worth looking at. The, the best performing army at the moment in Age of Sigmar is Lumineth Realm Lords. Uh, it joint first with... Uh, Sons of Behemoth, both at 61% win rate. Um, uh, so this is not including mirrors. So we've taken out the mirrors in here, so they haven't played each other. Um, uh, in third place, Daughters of Cain uh, on 59% with Disciples Inch at 58%. Uh, Legion of Chaos Descendant, 57%, doing, having a particularly strong weekend. Slaves to Darkness, 55%. And then you've got Deepkin, 53, Grave Lords 52, Seraphon 52, More Tribes at 50, Fire Slayers at 50, Magikin and Nurgle at 49, uh, so 49%. So I know Benjamin was a bit like, um, was having a hard time with his, um, uh, he's done really well. He just keeps hitting those 4-1 marks with his uh, Magikin and Nurgle, but he shouldn't be upset. Uh, he, you're looking at like a pretty significant points difference between him and the top uh, on percentage. Don't forget anything above 55% is like generally, genuinely a worry. Silverneth, 48%. Uh, if it wasn't for Math Mallow, I think that would be in the 30s. Literally a one-man stat at this point. Uh, Isn't he the only person playing? No, there are. There was also a 4-1. Uh, there was also a 5-0 result with Silverneth over in America um, as well. Uh, we're talking oh, wow. about. 
They also went 3-2 at the London Open this weekend, which is pretty significant. Uh, Carriage and Overlords, 48%. OCR Bone Reapers, 48%. And again, Owen, I think 13 tournaments under his belt now. Probably one of the few people keeping those numbers that high. Uh, Big War, 48%. Uh, so that would be old Big War. Flesh Eater Courts, 47%. Genuinely not that bad. I know David's in the chat. Um, or Dave, sorry, is in the chat. And um, uh, he should uh, he should be quite happy with that. They're not doing terribly. Uh, 47%. Uh, Cities of Sigma, 46%. Hedonites 43. This is start where we start to get into the issues. Uh, Hedonites at 43%. Um, Blades of Corn at 42%. Um, Cruel Boys at 40%, just in there. Nighthorn at 40%. Skaven at 38%. Bone Splitters at 37 Stormcast Eternals, again, this is old book, 34 And then Gits at 30%, but not the worst. Uh, Beasts of Chaos for the third year in a row. Right at the bottom, twenty-eight percent. They're in the worst position. They're in the worst place. So uh, something worth talking about. But what's what's notable is the point is even though this is what the stats say, Nathan took that thirty percent army and he pushed it up against that fifty-eight percent army, a fifty-eight percent army, and he smashed it twice. So uh, I think, but was the dice, yeah. But it was the dice. It could be <laughs> dice. It crazy. could be mad luck. I'm not yeah. saying like it could be because you're a great gamer. Like it could be a bunch of different things, right? It could be because like Tom just had a clanger. But the point is, is that like it's possible, and I think uh, it's worth talking about how much fun it is to push your models around at events because going to events is my favorite thing. Yeah. And yeah. I know some people will feel a little bit disheartened by how good some of the armies are, but I think. Even if you win one game out of 20 against some of the top armies, it's got to feel great, i got to say. James, you, you don't normally like taking top meta lists. Have you got any thoughts on that sort of philosophy? Uh, I think it's more rewarding, right? Yeah. Like, and, and, and this is, again, because I always try and say it, like in a non-offensive way against anyone, like I have 70 painted pink horrors. Mm. But it's nine, like, I don't find it enjoyable to play. Oh, it's terrible. Um, yeah, and I think, but someone obviously does because their enjoyment from the game comes out of winning. I don't know. No, can I, can I say that? Like the thing I love about my pink horrors is I just love people beating up trash. Like you said, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I don't know what that is, but like it makes me. Thanks, Moon Tyranid, for really subscribing. Like it makes me fucking cry, laugh, and they're like. Like when I faced Fabian and he was just like he's inch and he's like pardon again. I was like still not killed thirty horrors, mate. Literal trash. Literal little smotes. Like. <laughs> It's just great, man. Yeah. Right, but sorry. Anyway, um, after you. Yeah, I, I think, I think for me, like, and even more so, like, I think probably if we go back pre-lockdown, I'd have gone to an event. I'd been like, I don't want to take a full meta list, but I want to take something that's competitive. Like, I want to see how well I can do. And I think, like, I've realised now I've come out the arse end of that, and I think, like, I just want to go have a laugh try and give someone five turns of a game and i couldn't give a damn and like i went to the london gt when we did that with that attitude hoping to be the weakest link in the team which i think i was technically on results but like my whole aim was like here's a like dumb old stormcast list with four new models and i'll just go and make people play five turns against it. Mm -hmm. And, like, had a great time just rubbing in people's faces when it was like, oh, 
I've brought some to beer, man. It's like, cool, I just got four tournament points from you. Have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> so team events are fantastic, like, um, uh, because you can have so much fun, more fun with that. Uh, Nathan, you got any uh, kind of final thoughts on the gits as is uh, from your tournaments? With another tournament coming up in a week, uh, less than five days, War in the Heartlands. Yeah. So, well, yeah, obviously that was a, a fun tournament. It was pretty relaxed sort of atmosphere. We weren't rainy there uh, to um, win, but just have a great time playing against uh, some good opponents and just just having a, a mess about. But, um, yeah, I expect, uh, obviously, at War of the Heartlands, I'm not expecting to... I might get less wins out of five games than I did at these three games. But but it's going to be fun. I'm going to take the same list um, and, uh, yeah, just have a good time. I reckon just be fun won't it so i think we'll... yeah. there's no pressure if you're taking a a list that's not like a net list then there's no pressure is there so just uh... i think that's interesting though isn't it because there doesn't ever have to be any no there never you has could, to be any you pressure. Can make take, your own i think yeah you could take a net list and not have the pressure but you're probably more likely to have the pressure. I don't know if that's true, though. Like, So, like, uh, James will know this a bit more relevant. Nathan, when you play, like, some computer games, sometimes there'll be, like, a champ build or, like, there'll be, like, a quick guide. Like, if you play, especially if you're playing, like, online PvP games, like a MOBA or, or something, right? Like, League of Legends. There'll be, like, a guide and it'll say, oh, if you want to play this dude, this is the right way to play this dude or whatever, Yeah. And that's just because I can't be asked to, like, spend whatever, however many fucking hours it requires to learn that, right? Like, if you see someone's cool... I, whenever I see anyone post a tournament result, or, like, on Twitter, they say, Ah, oh, I've done this. People are like, what's the list? First thing you almost always see them say. And it's because someone's like... A list is, like, this creative... Not to not to say that I was leading us back to this from the start, but it's a bit like an NFT, right? Yeah, it's... It's this, it is, it's this like valuable living thing. And sometimes there are different lists and sometimes there are like insane lists, but sometimes they're like, there are archetypes. And what's quite nice is just knowing you can just buy that archetype. You can just be like, cool, that looks fun. I'll play that because people have created, especially in Age of Sigma, I would say, um, people have created these fun lists and sometimes they've created really powerful lists, but sometimes they've just made like a fucking fun list. You think that looks really good. Like a war in the heartland, someone's running the six Wurgog Prophets. That's fun. Like, I guess it's a net list, but it's also, like, not. And I think James's point is right. Yeah. You only put... Pr- you, the only pressure is pressure you put on yourself, I would argue, and your friends. Like, if you've got friends who dog on you for losing games, then you've probably got shit mates. Then don't be their friends. <laughs> you've got shit don't mates, right? Like, flat. Like, normally won't speak out. Don't be their friend. Not worth a hassle. But I think, yeah, I think, like, people put pressure on themselves. And I, like, like I, I've teased Owen about it many a time. And I don't, like, for me, there's nothing wrong with that, if that's what people go for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't think you can have, you can't have a Warhammer event, can you, with just people that are there to win, because it doesn't fill a hall. And I think now I'm just going. And, like, I think Math Mallow had probably one of the worst games about against me when we chatted about it after, and he was like, you just taking models off and you didn't care and I didn't know how to deal with it. And I was like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> They're dead. Like, I don't care. And he was like, but I don't, but it, I, it just really boggled says, my mind. I'm like, right. it's cool. So it's like, like stressed out that they're dead, but then they've always been dead. 
Yeah, they're just they're just plastic lads that live in my house. <laughs> just live in my house. It's great. Like they're living there for free. Fucking you, you lot need to get a job. I'm sick of this. Yeah. Hope them trees beat the. Ah, yes, yeah, son. <laughs> anyway, um, it's been lovely. Uh, Nathan, thanks for doing the majority of the work tonight. It's been brilliant. Uh, thank you for letting me describe. Uh, well, I had a fun time. Yeah, it was good. Well, what's even better is after War in the Heartlands, you guys will be able to listen to all five of them with Nathan Player Audio. Uh, so that'll be, oh, well, if uh. we get it to work. <laughs> <laughs> the best bit. I just can't wait for it to be like, like whispering away from his opponent. How do I make one Boingrot bounder kill again? <laughs> and like Owen's the other side of the table just throwing his toys out the pram as one boy and bounder just tables his <laughs> what I want. Uh, uh, yeah, it's been it's been a delight because honestly, like it was my birthday as well on Saturday uh, while this was all happening, and it was just I got to meet some really great people as well. Like David uh, was there, Dave. I've not met him for, uh, before, and um, uh, David, sorry, David, David, David. Um, anyway, <laughs> like he was great, uh, Dave. I got to play, and do you know, what? and it was like most of their first tournament experience. Like that was one of my favorite things. Like, I think it was David was like actual first tournament ever uh, intern map play some games and do you know what there's such a beauty in those first experiences when no one's ever trying to win they're just fucking throwing dudes around and having the best time and it just reminded me and tournament warhammer consistently reminds me how fun it is to be at events um is all i'm gonna say which before we go i've got some kind of uh, shout outs the stumbler thank you very much for subscribing to the nathan prescott show best show ever um some little bits of news uh as of later in the week uh, so two, two, three bits of news. Later this week, uh, if you are listening, uh, please to do go and subscribe to or join the T Sports Network Twitter. Uh, we will be announcing how everyone can qualify to play in the next Super Series. So two things there. One, uh, there's a way to qualify for the next Super Series next year. And there is also another Super Series next year, which is, I think, pretty exciting. Um, bits of news. Uh, so that's that's next week. We're also, a uh, little bit of cool news for the Honest Wargamer and the T-Sports Network crew, is uh, we, as of today, confirmed that we will be travelling over to uh, Prague for the Age of Sigmar Worlds Team Championship. We'll be doing coverage there, which is quite nice. So uh, that's some coverage of uh, Worlds and also um, a nice entryway into people playing into the Super Series, which is something we've been prepping for uh, for a while. Uh, and I'm uh, pretty excited about both of those two things. I don't know, like they're all very, very exciting, uh, but it means big uh, team tournament Warhammer. So if you have a group of mates who you want to try and qualify to get into the Super Series, uh, again, like follow me on Twitter, follow uh, T Sports Network on Twitter, any of that, because um, it is going to be teams of four, obviously. So start messaging your mates now. Who who do you want to like join in? Uh, James, if you were going to pick three people to be in your team. From the world, who would it be? Mm. Nathan, same question to you. Can I have Nathan three times <laughs> playing three separate tables? Have you watched? Have you been watching Foundation on Apple Plus? Uh, it's no. fantastic, right? I have never read the books. Is it all Nathan? It, no. Well, what's really cool is there's an emperor, yeah. But there are th- there are, the emperor is split. Well, there are three emperors, but it's the same clone three times. Yeah, you have the 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 empire of the day. 
So he's like the, he's the emperor. He's the one in charge, and he's like in his prime. Then you have the Empire of the uh, Dusk, who is like the older one, and then you have the Empire of the Dawn, who's like a you know like a like ten, a nine year old or whatever. But they all kind of rule together, and then the the baby one learns and grows into the middle one, and then the old one gets killed off, and then the middle one turns into the old one. It's quite like that. I mean, I would love that from Nathan Prescott. Just three of those, right? <laughs> That would be, imagine the glory. <laughs> imagine the glory. Uh, but anyway, you're not allowed to be Nathan's. Nathan, who would you have in your team? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, the... Ah, there's so many people. Uh, obviously, Tom from the weekend. He can bring Zinch Arky and he can be the Zinch player. Yeah, perfect. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously yourself, and I'll, I'll take you two, yeah? There you go. Oh, Round it out, nice. team of four. There we go. But loads of reserves. Big bench. A big bench of reserves. Okay. <laughs> uh, James, you got any follow-ups? Who else is in really in your oh, team? I, I, see, I played Warhammer in a couple of teams, so I played the other week at the London GT. Yeah. I take, I play with all of them again. Big shout-out to Andy Thornley, who fell asleep game three. <laughs> um, <laughs> Just, just put that live on air in case people missed that. <laughs> Fell asleep, woke up, and was like, oh, just looked down and Alariel and all the trees were on my side of the board. I'm like, are you asleep? I think so. Well done. Um, uh, and I also played in the Scribes team, uh, and that was lovely too. We had a great time. Um, one of them was so drunk he was hungover before the end of the night. That was a good day. James Boots, one of my Warhammer heroes. Uh, and I and I'd play with anyone that I've done this show with. I think, yeah. I think for teams teams are about being with mates because it's good fun when you're having a bad game to look down the line and just cry at someone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mm. The Brotherhood team I I went with to whenever we did Brotherhood many years ago, whenever it was. Now that was a great team. They were a good bunch of lads. Darren obviously is. Uh, well, everybody's seen him on your show. He's a good laugh. And then the Myhill brothers are lunatics uh, and quite fun to hang out with. And obviously Bradshaw and Luke are just, you know, those guys. They're uh, nutters too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Ah, Team Warhammer's great. Good. Yeah. All right. Well, so it's some, some big news. So that's fun. So thanks to the crew. Don't forget Thursday. Yeah. He's on war game. fourth birthday. Uh, so thanks everyone who's helped us get to this stage, including you, Twitch chat, uh, podcast Hydro homies, everyone on the Honest War Game of Patreon. We literally couldn't have ever got this far without you. Uh, we don't take any sponsorship from anyone in the world, uh, so we get paid by the people on Patreon. So if you don't like what we've got to say, it's literally Patreon people's fault because uh, they pay us to do this. So that's, that's, that's on them. Uh, so thanks for tuning in. Uh, any shout outs, James, Nathan, before we go? Well, you didn't tell us your team. My team? <laughs> mm. Jesus. Team of eight, because you're going to the Worlds. Team so of eight? No, well, we're only, there's only six of us going to Worlds for coverage. Um, no, no, but the teams there are eight-man teams. Who would I take you, in an international yeah, team of eight? International team of pirates from the Caribbean. Okay. So, Who is my Pirates yeah. of the Caribbean Age of Sigmar team? Um, pirates. Okay, so I take, I take, uh, I so my, I take two of the New Zealanders, obviously straight off the bat. Oh, big yeah, Sean yeah. and Tubbsy. Yeah, good yeah, yeah, good yeah no fucking about. Um, uh, I'd easily take them. 
Um, yeah. I would never be able to make Bill join my team uh, ever uh, from America, so that wouldn't work. Uh, who else? Who else? Oh, you got to take those two reprobates from America if you're going to take pirate. They're born pirates, aren't they? Then? Which two? Joe. And- oh, Joe. Joe, Joe and Pagano Jacob. and yeah, that's correct. <laughs> I take Joe Pagano yeah. and Jacob Berry. That's that's easy. I mean, yeah. it's filling up fast, isn't it? That's five. Yeah. Um, Sam, I definitely take Sam. Would I take Danny Plays? God, he's hot. Like I just, just oh. I just get him to wear short shorts and just fucking. Yeah. I'd probably take. He could be. No, I wouldn't take Danny. He could be the water boy. No, yeah, Danny. Take yeah, Randy. I wouldn't take Danny, but I would. <laughs> I would try and get bring him out of retirement, like Rocky yeah. Four. I try and get Randy in. Um, you guys yeah. might not know who Randy Savage is, but he's a phenomenal uh, war gamer. Jonathan Etland. So what am I up to now? Oh, the Rage yeah. of Sigmar guys. Uh, yeah, the, Jonathan. The two the two Shawns, uh, Jonathan. Um, uh, Sam, oh, I've done it. Oh shit, I've done it. That's all my lads. <laughs> I haven't even picked anyone from England yet. Who I know? <laughs> I know anyone. <laughs> B team. Who's in the B team? I'd have intern Matt <laughs> yeah, as well because he's terrible. Uh, yeah. yeah, coach. Who would I have as a coach? God, we need someone who's like. This is, the problem is oh. you can't have someone like Darren because he's not going to leave England. You can't have any of the Welsh lads because they're not going to leave the Welsh team. Otherwise, you try and poach like Andy Hughes is again probably one of the most consistently amazing players in the world. Um, you can't. Oh, there's all the Irish lads. Oh my oh. fucking god! Oh. Yeah, the Irish lads, Colin. You couldn't get them in. Um, do you see uh. Mick got married the other day? Congratulations, Mick Wendell. Uh, yeah, he, he got married. Oh. Yeah, fucking gorgeous photos. He looks absolutely. I've only ever seen him play Warhammer in a dressing gown. He looks brilliant. <laughs> Um, Cattered, he's been taken. Me oh, too, well. me too. Uh, yeah. But my answer is is a deep bench, uh, and I don't know who I would have yeah, it in. I'd probably take Stabgrot Plus. He would be our um, uh, like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd be your Stabgrot. Yeah, he'd be our Stabgrot. Yeah, that would be great. Uh, that would be really good. Um, but yeah, uh, it'd be cool. Uh, anyway, listen, we got to go. It's lovely talking to you all. James, yeah. any shout outs before we go? Uh, I'll give a, the show a shout out for four years. Congratulations. Let's let's be honest. The way we started out, who even who we'd surprised we made it to here. The the way we go every week, I'm surprised <laughs> that the next week happens. Do you know what? Thanks Twitch chat, you're the shout out. I can't believe that you've joined us for yeah. this ride. So, big love to you. I'll see you guys soon.